This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. I know we're recording right now. I know we are, because I saw him hit the button. That's how I do. <laughs> oh, hey, we're recording, guys. <laughs> hey, welcome to the yeah, Dorkside News. I know why you're here. It's to listen to the news, and not because we have a special guest with us today. Not at all for that reason. Okay, it's probably likely only yeah, for that Brian, reason. But yeah. <laughs> if you're just joining us for the first time... Um, we do news and we have guests. That's basically how we do things around here. And our guest today is um, a very popular cosplayer. Very <laughs> popular. I think our most popular that we've ever had. So no pressure on the show at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if, if you guys are in the car listening, go ahead. Take your hands up the steering wheel so you can clap and welcome Gabby to the show. Okay, thank oh, you for clapping. <laughs> I imagine all the amazing applause. Oh, oh, and the car accidents we just probably caused. Oh, they're still clapping. They're still clapping. Yeah. One, one handed clap. Keep one hand on the wheel. <laughs> all right. Uh, my name's James. And I'm Frankie. I'm Richard. And of course, we have Gabby. This is Dorkside News. Uh, if you like us, let us know on smashbomb.com and go to dorksidenews.com for, well, our, our notes and everything else. Um, if you're here for the interview with Gabby, we are still doing it, but we're going to try a little uh, a little different this time. We're going to have her do the news with us, and then we're going to interview her at the end. So we're forcing you to stay and listen to us <laughs> for the entire thing. <laughs> or you can just fast forward. I guess that's fine, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be like 30% news and yeah. then 70%. It is going to be a very quick news day. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start off. Um, Rich, I know how much you like this Disney movie remakes. That they just keep doing because I know every every episode we say you're gonna go watch the next one and the next one and the next one. Yeah, and he I, hasn't seen any of them. I haven't seen any of them. I, I, I don't. Neither know. have I. I'm waiting for the Treasure Planet live action yes. remake. That's, um, that's a good. Uh, unfortunately, if you guys do not like them, they're never gonna stop. No, they're not. They're not because they have recently, to date, since 2010, have made seven billion dollars on just the live action remakes. Oh, wait, all of them together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. gosh. Which, I mean, is a lot, but then so was Endgame by itself. So. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Waltz is making money. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's hard for them. I, I can't blame them. If they're going to make $7 billion doing remakes of stuff that they've already done, they have. They don't have to think at all. They can just redo it. I mean, I, I, I think that's a little unfair. I think that um, if you look at Lion King... The amount of work that it that went into making that, it was the same amount of work as making anything else. Maybe more work. I think the the script is the only thing that had to be skipped. I yeah, don't mostly. Know. I know because um, a lot of the times they'll completely change it. Mind you, I haven't seen Aladdin. I haven't seen Jungle Book. I've seen Beauty and the Beast, and that they was added the things. only one I've seen too. Yeah, other than Lion King. Most recently. for the most part, the story was relatively similar, but there were some um, kind of like you know little homages to the musical. Yeah, and just like kind of like cute little clever things added into it, and different um, character. Like some of the characters have different personality traits to kind of like help them evolve. So I thought some of the little tweaks that they did have been pretty cool. Overall, when I saw it, it was basically the same movie to me. The only mm-hmm. difference I noticed was uh, a welcome addition for me, which was they added in some beasts um, past stuff, which mm-hmm. I thought was cool. And I always argue with my girlfriend that I like that version more than I like the cartoon version. So I'm fighting a losing battle here with uh, the live action remakes. Did you guys hear about how Mulan is going to be completely different? Yes. That's going to yeah. be cool. 
So Mulan's got its cast already. Um, it does not have Eddie Murphy, nor does it have Mushu at yeah. all. Yeah. I believe it now has a phoenix. Oh, so they're replacing it. So I thought I that think. they were just like, nope, not it's at either all. They're re- it's, it's rumors right now. It's either mm-hmm. that they're, re- they're replacing it with a phoenix or there's just not going to be a sidekick at all, which I think would k- kill it, I guess. What I, what I think is interesting about that is they're they're making these these specific changes to Mulan almost specifically to match it more closely to the original Chinese story, which is not what they've done with anything else they've done. Yeah. I think that's cool. Cause so many people do like so many people do think that they're not really adding much to it. So it'll be really refreshing to see a completely different thing. That's close. And I, and I'm totally like, that's what I keep pushing is I want a reimagining of the same story. Mm -hmm. However, what I think is dangerous for Disney is this um, this change for Mulan, they're doing it not because they want to reimagine it. Actually, they would love to just do a shot-for-shot shot remake of the cartoon. But instead, it's to try to, to sell better to the Chinese market. But the problem there is, is that will it sell to kids when they take away all the songs? And Mushu. Yeah. I don't think so. And Mushu, actually, for that matter. <laughs> I don't think... It would be yeah. interesting to see how it does, especially globally. I uh, I, I think it might crash and burn here. I hope it crashes and burn. I think it'll crash and burn here, but I think it'll do well overseas. I I, I think it will. You you think Chinese kids don't like singing in their... I know that Chinese don't. That, I don't think it's going to do well in China. I think it's going to do where, everywhere else oh. except for China. Yeah, th- and that's what I really want, because <laughs> I just think they should be true to their artistic vision, whether that be the, the children's cartoon or whether it be whatever. And they can make masterpieces. Like when you look at a lot of Disney's big blockbusters, they were just true to their Disney philosophy of making something. And I think that um, when they make changes very specifically, just because the Chinese market or possibly not even the Chinese market, but possibly the Chinese government doesn't like things to be a certain way and they want to go deeper into that market. I hope they fail. I hope they fail because, (laughs) because those are, those are compromising your core values. And I think it's the wrong way to do business personally. This wasn't a news bulletin we had or a news bullet we had in our notes, but I thought I'd bring it up. Um, There was a lot of people that were pissed off about the casting of little mermaid. We talked about it in a previous episode. Well, Disney said, fuck all, all of you and fuck everyone else and casted Queen Latifah as Ursula. Oh, I'm so, so excited. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's yeah, amazing. Actually, I think that's great. Yeah, I didn't hear sad. about that. Yeah, oh, I only was, heard about for um, that, the lead role. That was just that just happened today. So uh, Queen Latifah put up on Twitter. Um, <gasps> she's going to be Ursula. I, I bet the, that's going to be a good movie. That It's already I already thought it was going to be cool by, mm-hmm. by them, you know, changing a little bit of things. But Queen Latifah is fucking awesome. So. That's going to be a good... And she's going to... She's a singer. Queen Ursula sings a couple songs. I can't imagine the rendition for Ursula's song. It's going to be awesome. I have goosebumps now just thinking about <laughs> it for poor unfortunate souls. Oh, oh my gosh. Some of the oh big complaints gosh. about Lion King was that the actors were not good singers. The, so the voice actors... Beyonce is not a good singer. The voice actors that they cast as people. Not, not yeah. Probably not oh. Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce was the only one who was actually the good singer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Donald Glover's really good. Oh, that's true. Yeah, um, as a singer. Yeah, yeah, that's where he got. That's what he Donald, does. Donald, Donald Glover is childish Gambino. <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, we're talking adult Simba, not child Simba. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Seth Rogen is not a good singer. Oh, Seth- so he sings in it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. He sings Hakuna Matata. Oh he goodness. is not a good singer. And I don't, I, again, I don't want to, if you don't mind me spoiling something for you, it's a <gasps> minor spoil. It's okay. Very small. The best part of the movie is Hakuna Matata. In my mm-hmm. opinion, it was the best part of the movie. Um, I could show you after we get done, there is a clip of them singing it and the part where um, Pumbaa is supposed to stop himself from saying um, every time that I farted, <laughs> he doesn't stop. Oh. He's like, every time that I farted? And he's like, are you not going to stop me? And the guy's like, no, you're disgusting. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> it's great. And then there's there's also a, a really big 10 second, 20 second nod to Beauty and the Beast in Lion King. Interesting. Yeah. It, okay. it was one of the only other new parts that they added in. It's super cool. That's really cute. So Emma Watson just kind of like pops up. <laughs> She's so late. What are you doing here? She's on vacation. Yeah. She, uh, oh God. Oh, oh no. I'm going to, she apparated. That's what I was trying to think of. She apparated to the wrong spot. Um, Rich, this is probably a dumb question. Did you ever watch the original, I guess I could say horrible, I liked it because I'm that way, uh, version of the D&D movie, Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, I did. I liked that. I liked it too. I like that B movie. It was definitely. I don't know. If it was it a B movie. It I think it was a C, C movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a lot of green screen. To, to be fair, like I mean, you just not everybody's gonna have a big budget. Yeah. I mean, well, Hasbro can't possibly afford a real movie. Oh wait, they're a mega billion dollar company. There's no reason for it. Yeah. Uh, well, they're gonna try again. Good. Um, they're making another D and D movie called D and D Homecoming. <laughs> Just, that's gonna pop. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Homecoming just doesn't seem like very D and D. People are gonna go watch it and be like, "Where's Spider Man?" I don't. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to watch it. Uh, the original one didn't go to theaters. Yeah, I know it didn't. No, this <laughs> it was, one. It was that. It's bad. gonna be a straight to straight to VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Not that's even DVD. Skip, not even not DVD. DVD. It's gonna skip Netflix too. It's just gonna go straight. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I don't know anything about it other than the fact that they announced it. So I guess we'll see in the coming months if it's going to be good or not. I, I can't imagine that being good. Why no. did they put it in, put it in the name? Like they should have just. I don't even. I don't even understand. There, I think there's over two hundred novels set in a D and D universe of some sort. Whether it's the like hundred and thirty Forgotten Realms books, whether it's the fifty something Dragonlance books, there is so many D and D books. Just take one of them. Make a movie out of it. Done. Like, you don't need a D&D Homecoming. It's I just, garbage. I, just, I think it's funny that they chose that specific name. You know, it would be really, really funny if they picked, like, they made people vote on, like, the Facebook for D&D to, like, what heroes, like, we're going to be. Like, oh, there's going to be a druid in this one. Oh, also, we're going to have a paladin. And then be like... Why, why are we going to have an elementalist of bubbles? <laughs> bubbles just can got kill, voted. all right? I'm talking about the Powerpuff Girl, not the actual. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so me and Rich are of the same mind on this one. We are very big fans of Rosa Salazar. Rosa Salazar was the actress for Alita Battle Angel. She was Alita. Um, she's going to be in another series called Undone. In Netflix, it's a, I don't even know how to explain it. It's a half realistic, half animated movie. Same as Alita Battle Angel? I mean, that was like a... More towards the animated side than Alita was. Okay, so kind of like Robot Sex. 
uh, what is that? Love, Sex, and Robots. Love, Sex, and Robots. Love, Death, and Robots. I, I, love, Death, and Robots. Yeah. I can never remember the name it's of just that Just Robot Sex. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Uh, yeah, it's kind of more towards the animated okay. side. It's still very human-like and all that stuff, but it looks really cool. Um, when she was talking about that, they, of course, asked her about Alita Battle Angel, and she's like, I will gladly play Alita until I die. She loves Alita that much, and I'm happy because I loved Alita I that loved much. it. It was such a good movie. Did you did you see Alita Battle Angel? I want to see it so bad. It was so good. I'll see it soon. The interesting thing is there was a lot of initial shock of people that are like, this is not going to be a good movie based just on what they saw. Mm-hmm. And then there was a lot of people that came out of that movie theater that were like, we were wrong. This movie was amazing. You know, that movie came out shortly after... Um, the big cities on wheels. Uh, oh God! Fighting. Mortal engines. Oh God. Mortal engines. So I think people were just ready to be to be disappointed. Like okay. that Poor was such Peter a... Jackson. <laughs> he has so many passion projects. That should not have been one of them. Yeah. But I mean, even with the the Alita Battle Angel, the good thing about it uh, that I've come from the community is like at cons, a lot of these cosplayers and like groups like really put like a lot of emphasis on getting. Uh, more notice for the movies i've i remember a couple of weeks ago i had a friend literally like contact and be like can we have a reshowing uh, like i bought the dvd can i just play it at the library <laughs> can i just pop it into your little <laughs> and then DVD they were player? Like, yeah sure whatever bro like if you want to show the movie again sure what that, I, go ahead that scene um the race was probably the coolest part of the movie i know it was intended to be the best part sure of the movie, yeah but it was the coolest part of the fucking movie and there was a lot of cool parts of that movie. What I think is so cool is that um, I feel like a lot of people lose faith in adaptations from anime, mm-hmm. especially we've had you know some pretty <laughs> we don't talk about Netflix that come up. But I feel oh death no. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like um, lately we've been getting you know some pretty pretty interesting gold mines. So I haven't seen Elite yet, heard nothing but good. I really enjoyed the Tokyo Ghoul live adaptation. I was pleasantly oh, I surprised that by that. It was very well done. And um, just seeing a lot more heart being put into the adaptations lately. So it makes me look forward to seeing what we have to come. There's been a lot of talk about Netflix losing a lot of money recently, too. Like they've lost shares and money and their money's just disappearing. Well, I mean, it's important to keep in mind that shares has nothing to do with money. Shares is a reflection of stockholder confidence that the company will be profitable in the future as opposed to a reflection of now. So because... Ga- uh, stock uh, investments are gambles. Yeah. So you're trying to trying to predict the future, mm-hmm. and people are predicting that with Disney Plus. I was about to yeah, say yeah. yeah. So I don't know why because you know almost, I asked around at work and almost everybody at work is paying over hundred and thirty dollars, and usually closer to two hundred for their cable bill. I don't have cable, but um, people still have cable. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, if yeah. if you're older My than thirty five ish then you probably still have a cable plan and that cable plan is expensive and they, they pay for HBO, but they also pay for maybe the sports package and they Mm -hmm. also pay for the other package. And I can't live on Disney alone. I can't, Mm -hmm. that's impossible. So I I think I could with everything. I I know you could, I know you could, (laughs) and you like to to rewatch stuff. There's so much new stuff. I need Netflix for the new stuff. I'm not one of those people that use Netflix to watch friends. We we own whatever we would rewatch. I don't yeah. even know why I would wait, pay a monthly fee instead of just buying the DVD set or something, or Blu-ray set or whatever. 
Um, so I, I think that Netflix is going to be fine. They're, they're ahead mm-hmm. of the game for their, um, their custom content. They're, they're far ahead of anybody else. They're far ahead of HBO. They're far ahead of any, anybody. Well, I think when people are saying that they were losing some money and they, I mean, I've seen numbers, they did lose quite a oh, bit yeah, for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. Oh, they but, raised the prices. Yeah. Oh, that, that's yeah. the, yeah, that's They rose good... the prices without really kind of giving it was kind of like a huge notice to everybody. A week that was like, hey. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little sneaky for some people. Um, but they also, because of that, they started, instead of just throwing their money at anybody who wants to basically mm. make anything, they started reeling that back in. And I think that affects, it's starting to affect um, live adaptations of anime. Like they're starting to actually get better ones. Because they're not just throwing darts at a board now. Yeah. They're yeah. actually like, oh, this is a, actually might be a good one. They've so. thrown enough darts to figure out what works. <laughs> you know, like yeah. they know what people like. <laughs> I think it's a, usually important. Like you can tell if they market it as the story, like Alita Battle Angel. Whenever I saw advertising for it, they never said adapted from. No, it was just, this is Alita Battle Angel, and this is the story, and you're an American who doesn't watch anime or doesn't know anything about anime. This is a cool cybernetic chick, and you're going to see racing and fighting and stuff like that. And that was enough. As soon as they say adapted from, it's probably kind of crappy because it can't live on its own. Mm-hmm. It's not just good. It's it's like, well, it's a crappy movie, but if you already love the previous thing, then you should watch it. It's yeah. asking to be compared to the original. Yeah, yeah and that's a mistake. So speaking of movies that are horribly bad, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know why we have to talk about this. Venom just got slated for three more movies. Okay. <laughs> I think we just got, like, some people are already starting to type comments. Yep. So angry. <laughs> <laughs> Venom was not a horrible, crappy movie. It's just a horrible, crappy mistake by Sony for them to have made it in the first place. <laughs> why is it not part of the the Spider universe? I don't know. Um, why why is Eddie Brock not the ex photographer from the daily globe? Why is he in San Francisco? There's like so many things wrong with the the movie, but the movie itself was fun and enjoyable. And I walked out of it and I said, this was fun. And I wish I had never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like my military career, the most fun I never want to have again. (laughs) So, uh, three more Venom movies. Um, you know, we don't have the news for it, but um, we didn't. But this is, I think this is somewhat related to the fact that Spider-Man Far Far From Home, there was a deal in the contract with Sony that if the movie made more than a billion dollars, then Marvel retained full rights to use Spider-Man. And, and it broke a billion. And it broke a billion dollars. So now the MCU has retained the ability to choose where Spider-Man shows up in the cinematic universe. Yeah. Sony still retains the rights, I guess, for something. But that means that um, any of Sony's hopes of being able to get Spider-Man back and then throw him into the Venom universe, it's not going to happen. So no. this is the Venom-verse, I guess. Yeah. And this is the Venom destroys everything verse or whatever you want to call it. Destroys its own movie verse. I mean, it, yeah, I guess if they really wanted to, they could kind of make a Venom verse and like try to... Of just Venom characters then. Yeah. You can't like, use Spider-Man characters. 
They're just going to make it into a romantic comedy. Between Venom and Eddie Brock. Yes. That's what it's going to turn into. Um, there was an interesting piece that also just came out about Venom today. Um, forgot to throw it in the notes, but it's really interesting. Um, do you like Smeagol? Yes. Andy Serkis is directing the next Venom movie. What the heck? Yeah, that one threw me way off. So Andy, Andy Serkis is directing uh, Venom 2, and he says he has some ideas of where he wants to go to make it better, which I don't think... It is is he hard. also the screenwriter? I mean, I, I never understand these things where the director is like somehow really leading the franchise somewhere. Well, because the director still maintains creative control during the shooting, and... Can can if he needs to, most of the time with writer's permission, change parts of the script to to make it fit better. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll see, um, or won't see if you don't want to go see Venom too. Yeah, I mean, I I was I, I wish, I wish they would have given up on it, so that, um, so that Sony could say, hey Marvel, why don't you turn Venom into a billion dollar franchise for us? <laughs> Fix this one for and us too. Add Venom <laughs> so we could have Venom show up. Um, I don't know. Eddie Brock could be, well, we haven't really seen Peter Parker work as a photographer yet. But yeah. Hopefully we get to see that over the next, I think four more movies or whatever they've contracted. We're yep. going to get to see him grow up. Yeah. I, I hope not too fast. Yeah. yeah. I'm just glad we have JJ back. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Our JJ too. It's a specific, <laughs> um, Oh God, I forgot his name. Oh yeah. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, his yeah. Name. I forgot his name. It's a crazy name. Uh, I don't remember. Um, do you uh, do you watch The Walking Dead at all? I don't. Okay, good, because neither do I. So this is <laughs> going to be a very quick uh, bullet because I don't like The Walking Dead. If you were sad about the uh, end of The Walking Dead, the comics, well, the show too. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, don't be sad because there's another one coming, and it's not just another episode. It's a whole new show. There's a trailer for it in our show notes. There's a whole new. Yeah, I don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like Robert Kirkman a lot, but I'm tired of Walking Dead. I know he has nothing to do with this either anymore. He's done with with doing Walking Dead. All I know is don't dead open inside. And that's about as far as I got in the show, which is, I think, the first five minutes of the episode. The only zombie content that I'm excited for that's coming out in the near future. Well, I don't even know if it's near future Zombieland. Oh, yeah. Hey. Zombieland Double Tap. We, uh, mm-hmm. we just had the trailer on last week. Super excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I love how they don't even show any zombies for the first, like... <laughs> Until the very end, the very end of the trailer, suddenly there's zombies. Yeah, and just to remind you. I, I I wonder if they were filming this movie like, okay, we're gonna have you do this and do this and do this, and someone's like, isn't this zombie land? Like, oh fuck, we need zombies. Uh, there's one right there. Okay, we're good. Wasn't it years back? There was a huge prank that they did, and they said new trailer, and it wasn't the trailer, so everyone like people didn't believe it this time either. Yeah, I can see it. Um, we're gonna experience another government shutdown. Uh, but not in real life. Oh. <laughs> um, Marvel's uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. This is, is a Disney Plus series, right? It's a Disney Plus series. All right. Um, apparently, the plot has come out um, a little bit. It's Falcon who gets the shield. If you watched Endgame, he gets the shield at mm-hmm. the end. And uh, the government Spoilers, does games. not want him to have the shield. So that seems like it's the, the subplot. The government just wants him to get the shield back. What are they going to do with it? Put on display and get stolen? Well, I mean, what are they going to ask him to do? He's Wait. friends with a bunch of superheroes. Like, yeah. You're going to get that back. He's like, this big green man behind me says I'm not going to. Wait, didn't... Okay, didn't his shield break and then the Wakandans build him another one? Yeah. Well, so... so they repaired it. Yeah. There was, 
there was a, th- a thing I just saw today about the mystery of the uh, uh, self-healing yeah. Because it got torn apart. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the middle of that I thought that they torn. just made a new one. I, I thought so too. So yeah. I, I would be like, oh, American government, here you go. Here's the pile of, of, of crap. <laughs> like, this is, this is what you own. And meanwhile, I'm going to take this like fully functioning Wakanda shield and like <laughs> go off with it. <laughs> you see that guy, T'Challa, King T'Challa over there? Yeah, that, that's, that's my man. They're, we We buddies. It's like the big kid on the playground. You're gonna give us that shield, and T'Challa's like, "No, he ain't. <laughs> no, he's good. I own the mountain of that stuff." <laughs> I'm curious to see if they're like. I mean, he's still alive. He's old, but so, he's still alive. Like, do they just not believe him? Like, oh, you're not old. Like, you're an old man. You can't be him. Bye. Like, <laughs> there was an interesting uh, another because there's always endgame theories coming out mm-hmm. now since time travel was introduced. Mm-hmm. There's always gonna be theories. But somebody went back to uh, Black Panther, and the, where Agent or Peggy Carter dies. What was that? That wasn't Black Panther. Sorry, that was um, Civil War. Uh, where Black Panther dies, not like good lord, <laughs> where Peggy Carter dies. Uh, there was an old guy at the funeral, and people were like, "That was old Cap." And Marvel's like, "Sure, it was. We're not going to say it wasn't." Because yep. that's a really cool idea, but we're not going to say it was and piss everybody off. We're like, thank you, random extra old <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> so people are like, so he actually did enjoy his life with Peggy Carter, and he was actually at the funeral. And now this means that this is a universe with two caps in it. Dun dun dun. Yeah. So yeah. I I think uh, I think it'd be cool if they if they have that old guy show up occasionally, where they're like. We just need your advice, or we need yeah. like Spock and Star Trek. Like, just tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. His power—he's he, used too much of it. He's just gonna, you know, fade away into dust. Yeah, which I don't <laughs> understand why they would make him look that old. I, I do know that it was several like decades later, but um, he ages slower than everybody else. Whoa, 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 whoa! So he's um, let's say that he's 30, 35. Yeah, I mean. I don't know what age he is as yeah. a real human, but the character is like 30, effectively 35 years old. Not, not age slower 35. He's like real, yeah. real 35 years, not in hibernation. And he goes back to before World War II. I think it was in the 40s. So just before World War II. Yeah. So that is 70, 80 more years. To catch up, yeah. So that would make him about a hundred, and he's still. But he wait. ages slower. No, no, no. That makes him like a hundred and twenty. He still ages slower. He should look like he's forty. He he no. looks he looks like he's eighty. No, yeah, he, he would does. look like he's like in his sixties or seventies. <laughs> he he looks old, but he doesn't. He didn't look like he he's like a ninety-nine year old man. He didn't wear any sunscreen. <laughs> somebody, yeah, somebody. Peggy left him out in the sun too long. He's white, James. <laughs> That's yep, yep. Okay, point proven. <laughs> I was gonna say he's Asian because you know it's like at, at fifty nine you still look like you're young and at sixty your skin just melts off. Your skin just melts <laughs> off. That's true. Um, okay, nobody here it sounds like has read the Ninja Turtles comic, so nobody not even here... the Ninja Turtle master over there. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna start reading it yeah. though because I stopped reading it a long time ago and it's um, this current generation. It's crazy. I yeah. mean, they do weird stuff like introducing a fifth turtle. There is now a fifth Ninja Turtle. Her name is Jenica, or otherwise known as Jenny. It's the first female Ninja Turtle. Basic name. Yeah. You're gonna have Michelangelo. <laughs> you're gonna have Donatello. And then you're just gonna Jenny. 
Well, I mean, her, Jenica. It is Jenica. Okay, okay. Yeah. But they call her Jenny. Um, spoiler alert if you actually do care about the, the comics. What happened to make her was she was fatally stabbed by somebody. I would assume Shredder or something. Just assuming. Somebody. Somebody. You and, need to uh, guess. Leonardo and Donatello were trying to figure out how to help this the Jenica or Jenny person. And so Leonardo transfused his blood into her, which event is what mutated her into a. I don't think she was a teenager though. Okay, so, so she would be a teenage mutant ninja turtle. So she, to be fair, the the government is hunting down all aliens and mutants, and so because she gets wounded, they can't take her to the hospital yeah. or whatever. So that's that's why they can't just take. I mean, you'd be like, well. A human's hurt. What do you do? Take her to the hospital. Well, no, you can't because the government's the one trying to hunt hunt <laughs> them down. Four there. turtles just walk in, like, uh, yeah. Can you stop those guys? <laughs> yeah. So Leonardo's blood apparently can turn people into turtles. They should infect the the hospitals. Like they should like. <laughs> we could literally create a whole dojo filled with ninja turtles. Which is weird. They're just turtles. Yeah, it's not again. It's she not she's teenage. a ninja, but. I'm just curious what they look like when they're girls. Like, do they have turtle boobs? <laughs> like, I, I don't we know. Do, I want to see what the art looks yeah, like. Yeah, uh, I'll show you at the end of this. But okay. if you go to the show notes, there is a, a screenshot of what she looks like. Okay. She looks fucking amazing. Okay, that's so cool. She's yellow. She has a yellow bandana. Ooh. She's yellow. And, okay. And uh, her weapon she's of a ninja choice. And she's yellow. Her weapon of choice is Shredder's claws, it looks like. Oh, that's super cool. Okay, I'm looking at a picture right now. That's awesome. No more boobs, though. Yeah. No, it's well, okay. they, I mean, they might be <laughs> I'm, under there. I'm really happy that they're not there. <laughs> they might be hiding. I was scared. They might be hiding in the shell. So they come well, out. <laughs> what's even, what'll be even cooler now is to find out what place she has, like, in the squad. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Turtles have ever, like, forever had just that, you know, Mikey's the jokester, like, just silly one. Um, and I gonna oh, wow. not make sense because i always get mixed up between purple and blue what, what the heck donatello I, I is can the never best get... turtle. so donatello is purple right yes donatello's the purple when he died a couple years ago i don't know i don't know he only died about eight months ago or so but he's back somehow yes uh, something in the comics because yeah. he was the one that told leonardo to do it. No, he's, I, he's my, the smart one michael the the nunchuck surfer the, yeah the he's, funny he's one. the nunchuck one yeah he's, he's raphael the is the stabby one yeah i always knew raphael because <laughs> raphael is just he's the stabby one yeah, he's, he hates everybody he wants every, to stab everybody <laughs> and then leonardo's a leader yeah leonardo with katana. the katanas so so with those character types like i want to know like a not only being that she's a female like what what kind of whole shtick is it going to add on to the team like what, i think what dynamic well you got to think about it this is a female martial artist um human. Yeah. And so suddenly she wa- you know, she wakes up and she's being told, "Hey, well, um you can't go out. You probably can't because the government's hunting down mutants. You probably can't talk to your family. You can't um you can't really do anything that you are used to doing. You we can get pizza though. You if she even <laughs> likes pizza. <laughs> Because she's not just a normal turtle, yeah. whatever. She's a human who's now stuck in this mutant body. I feel bad for her. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, mean, I would think one of her primary goals would be how can she change back yeah. into a human. Yeah. Um, um, the other thing, too, that I wanted to point out, it might be silly to even bring it up, but <clears throat> I don't know of an artist named Jenica. 
I know of an artist named Leonardo and yeah. Donatello and but she and I think that if if the turtles met a woman who was named after an artist <laughs> and then Leonardo randomly comes up with the idea I should I should donate my blood to her that would be a little too convenient I, I'm she's glad she's gonna change her name she's yeah. like, I want to fit no, in that would be nice <laughs> my, my name's Frida now <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have eyebrows <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, so apparently there is a formula here that's working. It's to take Gerard Butler and put him somewhere near, close, or kill the president of some sort <laughs> and then make a movie about it. Because this is now the third movie he's been in that's coming out. It's called Angel Has Fallen. And this time he is now blamed for killing the president, even though he didn't do it. And scene, go. That's just what it's about. I thought it was stupid at first, but when I saw the, uh, White, what is it? White House Has Fallen, I think it was called. It's actually a good movie. <laughs> so. Yeah. I actually kind of liked White yeah. House Has Fallen, too. Uh, it's a good movie, I so, it, so. I don't know. I mean. Sometimes, sometimes these movies, like. Like, you're like, it's going to be bad. And then you have that one friend who's like, nah, dude, actually, I enjoyed it. And you're like. Now I have to waste $7 to go watch this movie. I hate that you said that to me. Now I have to go see it. And then you come back and you're like, okay, that's kind of good. Yeah. It's the same with Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one kind of took me and Rich by surprise. Uh, Nosferatu, N-O-S-4-A-2, Nosferatu, um, has a second season coming. And we didn't even know the first season was out yet. Yeah, we totally missed it. <laughs> was there a TV show about Nosferatu? No. Oh, and well, yes. never mind. <laughs> it's, spelled, it's spelled this way. NOS4A2. It's a, it's a license plate. It's a, it's a license plate. So, it's, you know, it's a guy who gets a license plate and spells out Nosferatu the best he can with license plate numbers. <laughs> and um, it is a very dark book. Very dark. And uh, apparently they turned into a TV show. So that's super interesting. I only I only found out that Joe Hill was Stephen King's son. Yeah, like a couple weeks ago or something. Yeah, like when that. we had we yeah. had uh, a bullet, a little bullet that he's made, he made his own comic. Joe Hill made his own comic. And I only with just his and I only just now connected. Like really in my head, I finally I was like finally like put all the pieces together. Like oh, he wrote Nosferatu, yeah. and I just didn't really uh, think about it that way. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, we'll also show you that at the end. Um, the trailer for Nosferatu looked amazing. It so, is super cool. It did but look very awesome. dark. Um, and it, it's not in our notes, but the, I, the villain is a guy who uh, kidnaps kids and takes them to a fairyland where they become like vampires. <laughs> that sounds they could amazing. See her face. <laughs> and um, she just went cross-eyed. It's <laughs> like he. Uh, I think. Um, I think he's saving the kids um, in his own twisted, like dark way. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what kind of like torments like leech. Well, he leeches their psychic energy to live forever, I guess. How scary. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still, I really want to see it, but I still think the show of the year this year, um, if, if not the boys is going to be carnival row. And we talked about Carnival Row last week. Actually, um, the the full fledged trailer came out today too. So yeah. if you guys want to go watch that, go, so go the, look it up. 
I think full season is going to be out on Memorial Day, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, it looks so fucking good. So Carnival Row is about... Um, it's basically like a um, an examination of what America was like when we had slaves and how people were treated and how they were treated like monsters. But instead of them being slaves and, you know, African-American, they're literally monsters. They're fairies. There's fairies. There's centaurs. There's And anytime you don't look like a human, you get treated like a monster. Is that that TV show with the... Wait, that's a movie. I'm st- I, I, <laughs> there was a movie with, like, cops. Bright. It was called okay. Bright with Will Smith. Okay. okay. So it's kind of like that a little bit, but it seems a little bit more fantasy based. Well, and this is okay. this is set in Victorian yeah. London, I think. Oh, okay. And so. I can say two actors, and you might want to watch it: Cara Delevingne and Orlando Bloom. Oh, okay. I remember hearing about that. It's on Amazon. Yep. Okay. It looks amazing. So I'm gonna I have keep to watch it myself. It, so. it does look really good. This I I feel like this is their attempt to. Um, I mean, obviously, everybody wants to be what HBO kind of was when they put out um, True Blood and then Game of Thrones, right? That's what kind of set their original content on. And there's a bunch of it. I mean, they. I, uh, oh, and the the mafia one. What's the mafia one? Uh, um, that was their. That was their Sopranos. very very first. Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah. Sopranos was their very very first like amazing one, and then obviously Game of Thrones has like blown every single show out the out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, They're not done yet either. We talked about it a, a couple weeks ago. They're they're coming out with that other series about the, the Watchmen. No, well, the Watchmen too. Yes, that's the one I'm excited about. The Watchmen, and then there's the other one, the yeah, uh, the uh, armored attack bear one. Yeah, his dark. Uh, oh, the his golden dark, compass. Yeah, go. Yeah. Well, there it's not called ish. that. He's basing off. They're basing it off the the full trilogy of his dark uh-huh. materials. But yeah, Golden Compass was the failed movie that and the first book. That uh, have, you the, have you read the books? No, I haven't. Oh, My friend so is absolutely obsessed with it. So she was very excited to see it be able to get revived again and hopefully not be butchered. <laughs> they're they're really good, except uh, one thing I'm I'm hoping they move the age up a little bit. Yeah, that's because intense. watching nine year olds like uh-huh. have a love affair and stuff like isn't interesting. And when you read it, like mentally, I just moved them up to like 15, 16 years old because it's too weird otherwise. Like yeah. Twilight, <coughs> Twilight. <coughs> Sorry. Well, They're not I, that young in Twilight. When it comes to Can like you... young people, that's my biggest gripe was the last season of Stranger Things. Like I get so uncomfortable seeing like kid actors be in relationships. I'm like, I can, nope. Okay. Let, oh. It's supposed okay. to be cute because it's just. I get that it is, but I didn't like it. <laughs> let me let me gripe about Twilight real quick. Oh okay. my gosh! <laughs> so Stephanie Meyer put in this book that vampire or that werewolves, when they see the person they're supposed to love, they imprint on them. That's what okay. they do. And so she decided it would be awesome to have Jacob imprint on Edward and Bella's daughter. You named my baby after the Loch Ness monster, <laughs> yeah. which was disgusting. <laughs> and then the way she tried to explain it like oh until she's 18 it's not a it's, it's not a sexual attraction it's a it's like a family attraction like it's your sister but when she turns 18 then yeah it's totally fine so throughout history like 14 years old was puberty well yeah and so these this species is somehow genetically predisposed that it feels like sisterly love until magically at 18 it, it feels like yeah I hate that author I <laughs> I, I hate that author. Magic. And I, I mean, I could go on. I, again, Sparkly I, vampires, bro. Sparkly I read vampires. all the damn books. I saw the damn movies. I don't even know why. Um, but of, the, of all the things I can complain about the most was the name of the daughter. 
I still, to this day, hate it. Never read the last book. So and I didn't watch the last movie you either. Just, you just said it. Her name was Renesme. The name of the daughter was Renesme. Okay. Uh, they called I just her... know the. I've seen the scene where she like runs out and screams that. <laughs> so her name <laughs> so is her name is Renesme. They named her after both of the mothers. They they made a portmanteau of the mothers, Renee and Esme. They called her Renesme. Nessie <laughs> Nessie for short, which is why everybody hated it. My problem was if they if she just took the fathers. Charlie and Carlisle, you would have gotten Carly, which is a perfectly acceptable <laughs> that made too female much sense. name. That made too much sense. It wasn't edgy enough. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make my name Renesmee. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You anyway. Know, that was what I was going to name my child. <laughs> <laughs> I just really feel like Carnival uh, is just like, a. it's kind of like uh, True Blood. So there's going to be a lot of sex scenes. Oh, yeah. And Cara Delevingne and Orlando Bloom are getting it on a lot. Magical and supernatural stuff. So I, I think that it could do really well at trying to take I like their that kind of magical stuff and mainstream. <laughs> okay. You ever seen an elf fuck a fairy? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> All right, ongoing. <laughs> All right. So uh, next one up made me excited. Um, Quentin Tarantino has been in the news a lot lately because for some reason people want to hate him. I don't know uh, why. Because uh, he's sexist? Because he's... Eh, he's a good director. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He made Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which did very well in theaters. A lot of people liked it. And uh, during an interview, he said that he would be interested in coming back to Kill Bill and making a third of it. So that was super exciting because I like Kill Bill a lot. Yeah. But then when they asked him what, they were, what he was thinking he would do with mm-hmm. Kill Bill... He was like, I'd like to do something with the daughter. So, yeah, I was about to say. Um, it would be cool if they did both. Yeah. They look exactly like, alike. <laughs> yeah. on, on top of that, it would be cool if they're like mother-daughter assassin combo. Yeah. So I would be super interested in seeing that. There, there's Basically, this bullet just says there's a possibility Kill Bill 3 could exist. And I'm excited. Man, we're going to get... That means we're going to get a bunch of that music back of the... <laughs> Everybody's ringtone is going to be that for the next six months. <laughs> uh, Frankie, this is kind of like a me and you thing, I guess. I mean, Rich, you could... I don't I don't think you care about either of these things. No. Uh, PS4 free games has been announced, and I think they're probably out by now, and they're awful. Again. Woo! Again. They always are. <laughs> Well, no, so but sometimes they have good ones. At least they didn't do what they did last month. I don't know if you heard what they did last I month. Stopped, I stopped maybe like five months ago was when so my last last month ended. they announced uh, a, a racing game and a, fo- or a football. Mm-hmm. Fo- football. A soccer game was coming out. A lot of people got pissed at that because to them that's two sports games. Quote unquote sports games. And we don't want sports games. Mm-hmm. So for the first time ever in free game, PS free game history, they yanked the... Uh, the football game out and they replaced it with Detroit Become Human. Oh, okay. That's so, cool. That's a good one. Yeah. And it wasn't just Detroit Become Human. It was the collection of Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain, and... Oh, shit. What's the other one? I should know this. Uh, uh, yep. Yep. It's gone. <laughs> Whatever the other one was. All three of them. <laughs> so, I have PlayStation... Um, plus. 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 Um, but I usually don't download it because the games are almost always crap. I, I will say, like, mm-hmm. I switched over um, almost two years ago from Xbox, mostly just because I can get all the Xbox games on PC now. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but the Xbox uh, games for gold were generally 
dramatically better. Yes, dramatically yeah. better. As much as I hate Xbox, I will admit that they're so much better. It's it's not. But just I'm that. sad I missed that one. Like yeah. yeah. Um. It would again if always 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 every month check the PlayStation Store mm-hmm. if you have PlayStation Plus. Even if you don't intend on playing the game, you can still put it in your library. And it'll for just free, be there. Yeah. And you can download yeah. it later. Okay. I they used to do a bunch of indie games, which I thought was kind of fun. I liked indie to be games able a lot. To try. Yeah. And then um, I was really happy when they did Bloodborne because mm-hmm. I, then I was able to convince my friends to finally. Play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the games this month are the Wipeout Omega Collection, which I hear is decent. It's all right. Wipeout is the uh, boat game, correct? I think so. Or it's like the F Zero racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, and, those are dope. Yeah, and then Sniper Elite Four. Um, those are like cool if you want to remember what it was like to go play in the arcades. <laughs> yeah, it's like a phone game to me. Like it's just like oh, that's that's what I'm saying. I like, sniped it, a guy. It's cool. Yeah. So uh, the I am a huge PlayStation fanboy. If you couldn't tell, I'm wearing a hat that says PlayStation on it. Um, they the, can't hear hats. I'm they, sorry. Hey, you don't know future technology, all right? A <laughs> hundred years from now. <laughs> um, the two things I have a problem with, though, is uh, the free games. I, there's there's just been a lot of bad ones, and I guess we can't complain because they're free games. So I mean, they're not. It's hard to yeah. complain. <laughs> they're if, not. They're, they're, say they're not, that they yeah, are, okay. but you true. are technically paying for them. Uh, and then the PlayStation Store. I will complain about until the day I die. That store. The the front the home front is off. The whole way it works is awful. Yeah, that whole setup needs to be changed. Everybody keeps selling PlayStation. It needs to be fixed because the PlayStation Store itself is garbage, and they don't listen. So hopefully they listen when they make PlayStation Five. Yeah, because the PlayStation Store is trash. They're gonna have to. There's gonna be a lot of competition coming mm-hmm. up, especially with everything that totally. Microsoft's been doing. <laughs> the Google Stadia is gonna <laughs> win the console. I can't even fucking <laughs> say it. Oh, Google Stadia, I'm sorry. Um, Keeping in line with PS4 news, they finally did it. Um, If you're wondering which console was the supreme ruler of all and why it's PlayStation 4, (laughs) look no further. Uh, They've broke 100 million units sold. The only console to ever do so. So, super cool. Congrats to uh, Sony on that one. I Again, I can complain a lot about stuff that Sony does, but I'm always... I like my PlayStation. They, they are currently the, um, the like the serious gamers yep. console of choice by by far. I and think. the PlayStation Five is no different. They said that the price point is going to be higher, the hardware is going to be better, and this is this, this is a console for serious gamers, not for if you like Nintendo Switch or something like that. Not saying that that's bad, but like they're saying like we're Man, we're shots fired we're aiming Nintendo? this we're aiming this at hardcore gamers because of the price tag. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I, I spend more time on the Nintendo Switch, uh, and I've spent more money on the PlayStation. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a good good return on my investment. But They, they got me again. All right. So Death Stranding is coming out November 5th. I'm so excited. I don't know how to feel about it yet, because really? I'm still confused as to what the game is well, actually that's the about. Point. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to you, know. You, you just you're, just, you're just going in there like with Hideo Kojima, and you're just being like, yeah, yeah. You just gotta. Kojima just gotta made the game. That's that's all you need to know. Um, but it has a serious competitor. It <laughs> better watch out because Garfield Kart Racing is coming the same day. Oh, I gotta and cancel dude. my Death Stranding pre-order now. <laughs> yeah, man. I already did. 
The best thing about this this whole news bulletin was, or this bullet was, it was so funny because it is coming out the same day. This did you get your season pass for Garfield Cart? <laughs> of course I did. Oh man, I don't I don't know what you're gonna get out of it because <laughs> the the screenshot only showed three characters, which is the only three characters I know that exist in the entire Garfield universe. <laughs> There's anyways. the dog next door. Well, there's Garfield, Otto. Are the humans. There's that. That's the only three characters they showed. <laughs> you know, Garfield, Garfield, Otto, and what is his name? John, I think. Oh, hey, man. Normal. What? You're not a true Garfield oh. fan. Okay. <laughs> the true Garfield fans. They're gonna come out and be like, "Hey, here's like." 10 or 12 different characters. Well, if, we were going to invite you over for Garfield cart night, but guess you're not invited anymore. If Garfield what about the, doesn't have a lasagna fucking cart, I'm going to be pissed. And what about the chicken and the pig and all them? Yeah, man. Yeah, their names. I don't know their names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Garfield uh, fan. Not, you're, you're not a Garfield fan. <laughs> I, no, you know, I hope that they have some incredible like guest DLC characters from different franchises. You Snoopy. Know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. What they're going to do because <laughs> there's, there's a reason why it's coming out the same day as Death Stranding. Leo Kojima is a huge diehard Garfield fan. And Norman Reedus in The Freaky Fetus is going to be a playable <laughs> character. <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, no. Sorry. Oh, I'm on NDA. Sorry. I wasn't supposed to talk about that. It's not Norman Reedus. Let's not lie here. It's actually Hideo Kojima himself oh. is the playable character. Oh, that's the, that's the other DLC. You were supposed to announce that. What? Would it, like, would he have tanked his own game? Because people are like, what? I, I, like, I only have so much money. I have to choose one. Do you think, do you think <laughs> Kojima is listening to this podcast right now? <laughs> like, you know, the, the minute he's listening to it and he looks up and he goes, fuck, Garfield Kart Racing is coming out the same day. I'm ruined. I'm ruined. He's crying. <laughs> um, if you're a fan of our Dorkside news, you know that I cannot go a single fucking week without talking about Borderlands 3. You really can't, guys. <laughs> The, uh, the character trailers are coming out right now, and Zane's just came out, one of the four playable characters, and he's awesome. He's got a sexy Irish accent, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the trailer's really cool. So he does have an Irish accent. Um, he's a gadgeteer kind of guy, so he uses like you know grenades and gadgets and all this stuff. And in the trailer, it shows him drinking at a bar with a hologram of himself. And he's like, you're the only one that understands me. It's beautiful. It's poetic. <laughs> and then uh, the all these people break in to start shooting at him. And he's like, you got the bill, right? And the hologram disappears. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just, it looks like it's going to be good. And the Irish accent is going to make playing that character even better. Because I know he's going to have a lot of voice lines. And it just sounded awesome. Like It, it really did seem cool. Um, Amara's character trailer just came out today. I haven't seen it yet. Because I don't feel like I need to as much. I know enough about Amara. It, She's the punchy bruiser. But we're watching that after. Yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> the only one I care about is Flack. And of course, they're la- leaving him. You don't alive. like something with six arms and that's going to punch you? It's not my siren, though. All my sirens have done not punchy things. And this one's a punchy Yeah, that's one. what makes her cool. <laughs> She's unique. She's different. She is. She. I'm going to play all four like I always do anyways, so... And you know they're going to release another three characters, maybe even more. If they release the twins to play as, oh, that'd be awesome. The bad guys? Wait, we're, we're still talking about Garfield, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Snoopy and... Uh, <laughs> uh, so the next couple of things are uh, DLC and expansions and stuff like that. So the hero, if you're listening to that this right now, the hero is now available in Smash. 
I played it the other Banned day. in all tournaments, but available in Smash right now. <laughs> yeah, I played is, it. Is he overpowered? Oh. He needs to be fixed a punch. Bit, a little bit. Uh, it, it, tweaking needs to be done. They like His down smash is a little Yeah. There's just there's a lot of things that I was like not expecting and um I've heard he's kind of chaotic to play as too. Yeah. You can't really predict it, what he's gonna do, even though you're putting in the buttons. <laughs> basically I I didn't play as him, I played against him. And a lot of the times, like each t- time, I was just like, "Oh, he's about to do." Nope, never mind. Like, I was. Not- <laughs> he's gonna do the-, okay. the guy's just hitting the A button. That's all he's doing. It's like ice beam, fireball. Like, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really well done. I will say the animations, everything seems to be run smoothly, and like the effects go off pretty well. But yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like he's balanced to be like on the same playing field as like the characters at like the same amount of damage. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're a league of legends or heroes of the storm fan, but I am a very large heroes of the storm fan so much so that I get banned in my own game because I have a bad mouth. Uh-oh. Uh, but heroes of the storm has a new character coming out and Frankie and I watched the trailer for it. I don't know if you, uh, you got to see it when we were setting I up. I did, yeah. Uh, she looks fucking cool. She, yeah, she, she does literally look looks like female Craven from Marvel. Of course you'd say that. But she does. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's got a grappling hook so she can hook onto walls and stuff. So in a MOBA game, that's kind of interesting. But even more so, she has an ability to latch onto somebody and literally spin around in a circle like a wrecking ball and just hit people. And... She's going to be fun. The key thing about assassins in Heroes of the Storm is that typically they give you a lot of abilities to jump in. And so if you do it at the wrong moment, you instantly die. So that's like... They give you a lot of abilities to jump in, but not to get out. So you jump in, you're like, I'm going to kill you. I missed. I'm dead. I'm dead. Yep. That happens a lot. Uh, Frankie, it's uh, it's mine and, and yours time now. Everybody else can be quiet except for you, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, rude. I'm only saying that because I don't know how much. Uh, well, I know Rich hasn't seen any of this stuff. I, I don't know if you've seen a lot of these, but um, the next three are anime that Frankie's gonna tell us about. I've seen a little bit trailers here and there, but I haven't watched them yet. But Frankie has. So we've talked about two of these before, but you've seen them now. Yep. So, what is your thoughts on Fire Force? Uh, Fire Force. All right, guys. So, um, hands down, go watch it, guys. Uh, um, if, if you're a Soul Eater fan, you're going to love that kind of animation style and the coloring kind of throwback uh, and some of like the unique little logos or things that'll pop up here and there each episode that'll kind of remind you of where he came from. But I know I said I thought I knew it was going where it was going from one episode, but nah. I off that five minutes, I was wrong. I was wrong. It went uh, completely different. It's it's so good. Um, and even right now, I believe I'm on the fifth episode. And even right now, I, the story seems like it's again about to kind of flip the script on what I kind of perceived as what as what was going on in that world so you had issues uh before streaming it where where are you watching it now um vrv okay verbs oh, so you watch it on verb mm-hmm. uh okay so next we have demon slayer demon slayer okay i know i'm a little late to the game i that one's more of like i believe 14 episodes in um but it's 
that's it's a it's kind of emotional like <laughs> well see what's funny here is it seems like if you want to make a good anime you take any race ever known and add the word slayer at the end of it and you're just gonna get a good show goblin slayer demon slayer like they're all good you can't go wrong yeah i um i will say to anybody who's gonna go watch demon slayer um if you are weak-hearted like and i don't mean like gory i mean like if if you got feelings, if yeah, you feel bad, because it it does not like a couple minutes in. We're talking like literally five minutes in. You're like, what am I watching? It's like an up scenario. Yeah, kind oh, yeah, oh. kind of. Like okay, we're gonna legitimately enjoy this Pixar movie. Five minutes in, you're like, <laughs> and it's you're you're kind of you know where the story's gonna go after that point. And what the the kind of like the meaning of the story is, but you if they put a twist on it that you're like oh because like it's an it's about the typical story you hear about somebody in the situation yeah <laughs> or like in in its genre I don't even want to say what kind of genre it is because then it'll give away what happens in the first so it's probably minutes. it's probably an isekai just letting, letting you know. <laughs> it probably is because that seems to be that's just I don't know. So yeah, Fire Force and uh, Demon Slayer both I would also watch. Um, uh, there's one more we have in here, Doctor Stone. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Stone is a uh, Crunchyroll, like specifically. Uh, Crunchyroll has been put it, punching out a lot of uh, advertisements for it, specifically um, because they put a, a lot of work into it um, with uh, artist. The best part about it is that it, you you're thinking, oh, it's in the Stone Age. First couple of minutes you're watching it. It's not in the Stone Age, but then it is. It's the, so from what I understand, it's literally a Stone Age. Yeah, because something happened to turn everybody into mm-hmm. stone. Yeah, so it's not the Stone Age, but it is a Stone Age because everybody is stone. And to to give you a, a kind of rundown, basically what the story is: it's two high school delinquents basically trying to become Adam and Eve to this new Stone Age. And for, like literally, like word for word, as I descriptive, that's how it is. This sounds whack. It's yeah. It, the, okay, so I thought the same thing when I read the little thing about it, but this was before I saw a picture of it. Mm-hmm. I was just reading stuff like on um, my anime list and stuff like that, and then I saw the artwork, and it was like, holy shit! Okay, okay. the yeah, artwork just grips you as soon as you see it. So, um, yeah. that's the, definitely with each three that I named completely different art styles. Each one has its own unique kind of coloring and, um, style to it, uh, as well. I don't think I'm not, I'll give a definite answer next time, but I don't think in either of those three anime that any of the voice actors are like, sound similar. Well, like, that's good. That's good. They all sound like they're different characters. Would you put any of these three up against my hero? Because I know we, me and you are both big fans of My Hero. It seems to, like, to be like what's popular and what it like, yeah, like how take good it's that gonna spot. Because it seems like Fire Force might be the one that, that brings My Hero down a notch, even though My Hero is coming out again in October. So Fire Force could it, it see, but it's early on in the stage. Um, Demon Slayer, I don't think is because I don't know if uh, if after this arc, if it's an arc that's going to end. Or if it's just this season. This season, season. yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I can't say Demon Slayer is really gonna do do much. Doctor Stone is another one that I'm I'm feeling that could, yeah. 
could also be a really good one, but once again, it's too early on to really tell what their uh, how long they want their story to be. So if you're fans of anime and you like us, um, I'm actually going to be hopping on that train the next couple of weeks. Um, I reignited my Crunchyroll Premium, and I'm going to be consuming a bunch of anime content because I feel like I am way out of the loop on a lot of the stuff here. Like I'm like, yeah, my hero's awesome, and people are like, my hero's three years old, dude. You're, you're way behind. <laughs> well, for a while, so many people were just basically telling me like Goblin Slayer. And one other, like, oh, yeah, just keep watching those and you'll be good. And, uh, like, because a lot of new anime that was coming out kind of seemed like, oh, this is the same redundant stuff we've heard. If you'd like some suggestions, the ones I'm going to be watching. So it's a book club now. So if you want to watch it with us, uh, my girlfriend and I are going to be starting The Rising of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero. Oh, Uh, okay, cool. I was going to, that's on my list of next things I want to watch. And purely based on the artwork and the name of the show, I have to watch at least one episode of... I have to take an inhale on this one. Do you love your mother and her two-hit multi-target attacks? <laughs> That's the name of the show. Okay. Um, int- I'll, I'll, I'll look into it and see. So this one's about... It's another isekai. Do you do you know what isekai means, Gabby? No, I don't. So isekai is the term that they give it. It actually literally translates to other world. Okay. Um, it's... Oh, yeah. They, all these so <laughs> animes where something happens yeah. in the other world. So they even have ones now where they call Isekai Cheap Magician. This is mm-hmm. an anime. So other world cheap magician. Oh, okay. Um, but Do You Love Your Mother and Her Two Hit Multi-Target Attacks is an anime about another deep dive like sword art where the guy goes into a virtual reality game. Yeah. But then his mother is there because his mom wants to play games with him. Oh, that's a fun twist. And his mom is better at playing okay. the game than he is. Cool. It's not. It's probably not just him the, going around getting girlfriends yeah. either. Like they it, what's all funny was now. the one screenshot I saw was she walked up to the NPC and they were like, "Please choose a sword." And she goes, "Uh, both." And she picks them both up. <laughs> and they're like, "We don't know what to do here. We can't say no because she's already done it." Yeah. So That's it just cute. looks funny. Can I make a suggestion yes. for an anime everybody should watch? Yes. Promise Neverland. It's so good. So this is the this is the one that's based off of kind of. Being Alice in Wonderland, right? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, what happened when I watched The Promise? Is it a Neverland movie or a series? Time? It is a anime series. Okay. And it's on just finished season one. Season two is already confirmed. The manga is already, you know, continuing on. So once you finish season one and you're at the edge of your seat, you can just read it if you want to. If you don't want to wait. Where are you streaming it at? Um, I watched it on Crunchyroll. Okay. And um, I don't want to give anything away. Like I went into it just not knowing anything, but it's about an orphanage. Like a bunch of kids and they have like, you know, their mother. That's Soul. all you need to know. Just go in and watch it. That's all I knew. And I'm happy that's all I knew. I got tricked into liking an anime for the same, almost the exact same way you mm-hmm. just did it right here. Someone was like, there's an anime about farming. And I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm going to watch an anime <laughs> about farming. And then I watched Silver Spoon and I was like, I watched an anime about farming. It's really good. So yeah, I'm going to have to look this one up. Um, oh, it's so good. It's like a mystery. You know what? I do remember uh, another friend of mine told me to watch this. Um, Sean Lazarus. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. My boy. Yeah, the one who, <laughs> he, he's the other one who told me to watch so that So if you one. live in Vegas, um, it's always six degrees to Sean. So <laughs> you'll know somebody who knows somebody who knows Sean. Always. Every single time. I've known Sean since I was a kid. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> If I don't make fun of Sean at least once a week, then something's wrong because Sean, it's just, I have to. He's, he's a funny guy. Uh, so that's our anime recommendations. Uh, we have one last little piece of news and then we're going to grill Gabby about her entire life <gasps> starting from, you know, an infant. To, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Ninja 
is crazy, apparently. Um, he was the highest grossing Twitch streamer of all time and said, bye, Twitch. Uh, he left. Twitch, I, I, I'm flabbergasted. This, this, guy, this is the guy that was so popular, he was invited to do the ball drop for New Year's. Yeah. And now he's on Mixer. Did you guys see the video that he released with his announcement on that he's not. leaving? It was like a kind of like fake press conference. And he like goes oh, up. I, I saw that. People in the audience. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's how he did his announcement. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it is interesting. To, I mean, so the, the news we have here is he left Twitch five days ago at the time of recording. In the five days since, he's got one million people following him and I'm a mixer already. So apparently it's not about where you stream at. It's about if the people like you and yeah. the people like Ninja. Yeah. So, and I mean, I've watched a couple of the streams. I think he's kind of cocky a little bit, but not unbearable to watch. I think he's kind of funny too. So. I feel like uh, Twitch has a lot of people who have a lot of bravado. Like they, they do really well. That really, I just find it obnoxious. Mm -hmm. and That's why I, when I start streaming, it's going to be all about me being very bad at video games. <laughs> I, I even have, like, I have trouble collaborating with these people because a lot of times they have difficulty turning it off. They're like, I want to do something. And I'm like, yeah, man, I, you're like the person in high school that I really, like, didn't like. So, like, <laughs> so he doesn't watch Ninja. Let's just leave it <laughs> I I don't watch him either. That's, I respect what he does. Oh, yeah. yeah, I respect these people. I respect yeah. the stamina and dedication. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Yeah, do it. I was just saying. Like, I would love to play video games all my life and get paid for it. It'd be awesome. But I used the plural on that one. I don't think I could tolerate playing one video game as a job. Yeah. For forty hours a week. You know, it'll be Eat interesting more. to see once he finishes his transition over to Mixer. He's gonna be switching a lot of sponsors. Not well, everyone is happy with his, you know, yeah, absence on Twitch. It'll be funny too. Especially Twitch. So it'll be, be funny too if he switches games. games. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Um, <laughs> it all depends, be, you know. I, it's gonna be I, a Dance Dance Revolution. Minecraft. Yeah, <laughs> that's just one thing I gotta wonder though. Like, how much is enough when it comes to? Because you know that like it's a part of their job. But if you're gonna become a streamer, he started out with so much more variety. He was a variety yeah. streamer, and then as time came along, he became paid to just exclusively play games like Fortnite. At what point does it become that you have enough money to where you're like, okay? I'm just going to play what I want now, yeah. knowing that you guys are going to watch it anyway. That's what I'm surprised by, that he continuously plays the same game when he has the reputation to be able to pretty much do whatever he wants and he's going to be successful. What I'd love to see him do with his fame is if he used that to bring up just at least once or twice a couple indie games. Yeah. Like if he plays, uh, this is taboo, but if he plays Doki Doki Literature Club oh and gets gosh. that game out there a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if that would be like PG friendly enough for his brand. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, if for most people, if you, if you were told, okay, you can do the job your boss tells you and make the money you make today, or you can switch to something very similar to what you normally do, but something that's more fun, but you're going to lose say 20% of your income. Mm -hmm. um, I would not choose to do something more fun. I would not take that cut. I don't think I could. I can't afford to take and a see, cut. And, and you know, I, that's a really good point too because he probably, you know, he probably plays so many more games but he just does it with himself. You know, yeah. he does it like his fun time exactly. is when he's not streaming. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I got to respect that. It's just weird to say, I got to go to work and he turns on Fortnite. That's just such a weird it's concept. It's a dream. I would do yeah. it. <laughs> James All right. wouldn't. He hates Fortnite. I hate Fortnite. <laughs> uh, I started off being like the biggest go-getter for Fortnite because the uh, the single-player mode I thought was going to be awesome. Okay. It is awesome. We got into it. It was and, awesome. And then they switched everything to now it's just a free-for-all, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I really just, liked I, Fortnite. Yeah. I liked Save the World and I like um, Battle Royale, which yeah. is a lot of fun. I stopped playing it and come like, I would say like December, late December, early January. Once uh, season 10, no, now we're at season 10. Season eight finished. That was when I kind of felt stale. Oh, season seven. My bad. There's just so many. See, there we go. It's, it got too overwhelming for me because I felt like every week there was a different update. Yeah. So I guess that also makes it easier for these streamers that do it consistently every day is that they can stay up with the time so the game's even more fun for them because they know what the heck's going on. And it's <laughs> a different game for them every week now too yeah. because of how often the up, uh, updates come out. Yeah. Like I guess they just, I found out you can drive mechs now in Fortnite. That's the first I've like, heard of that. Like Diva style mechs. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't. I think the reason I stopped playing Fortnite was so much uh, was I I know for certain I'm really really bad at Fortnite. <laughs> mm-hmm. I cannot even comprehend trying to get to number one ever. But at least in Heroes of the Storm, I have a two percent chance to maybe win the game versus my zero point two percent chance to win in Fortnite. So mm-hmm. I'll take my chances at a game I can win more. Back on Ninja, I think it'll be really interesting to see, um, to be able to learn more about Mixer and mm-hmm. Microsoft and the way that they run their company, because there's so many issues that have been arise with Twitch. Um, a lot yeah. of controversy, a lot of things that um, I'm in particular not happy with yeah. when it comes to their policies and when it comes to like bias and favoritism for certain streamers that, you know, there's a lot of... Um, they have different policies of what you're allowed to do on stream, but they're not enforcing those. Yeah. So it kind of makes it sometimes that Twitch can be a not as safe place as you would like it to be. I believe actually one of our first podcasts when we started was the Alinity. Um, oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, that was, and she did it again, by the way. I don't know if you would have been paying attention. Uh, Alinity got herself back into the news because she threw her cat. Yeah, and it wasn't like a little toss. No, it was awful. Overhand, like underhand, over her head, through her cat. It was awful. And then people were saying that she's mean, and people were like, "Oh, well, you know, she just did it in the heat of the moment. She's fine." No, go back a little bit further. She was giving her cat vodka and all this other stuff. No, she spit into her cat's mouth. She's awful. She's a piece of shit. Yeah, I like Lydia. A zero, zero, zero remorse for her actions either. She like posted a thing, like a little video of like a clown getting punched and being like, "That's me," and it's like, "Oh my god." I can't stand it. Oh, I can't. I don't. I just, mm-mm. I'm waiting for, I don't know if he wants to do it again, but anytime PewDiePie does a video about Alinity, I love it because he's always just so sarcastic. It just takes her, takes her down a peg, I think, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And I don't know. All right. So that's the news. So we're done with the news. Now we're going to ask Gabby a bunch of shit. I got to go get the thing. What well, thing? I got to go get the thing. So, um, Uh-oh. Frankie, do you want to go get the thing? The card game? We're going to play a card game. We're, yeah. Wait, is it right here? You okay, we got the thing. In, right? It was right. It was right behind me. here. What the heck? I forgot. The, the thing is right in front of me. Okay, we'll go over that in a second. Um, but we're gonna ask you some questions. Okay. Some of them are gonna be very. Uh, well, everybody asks you, but we gotta ask you because I'm honestly curious about some of these, and some of them we're gonna throw you off. Okay. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> uh, when did you start cosplaying? I started cosplaying. Gosh, 2013, 2014. Um, I started cosplaying because I was on Tumblr a lot. I used to run a Neopets blog. It was a lot of fun. I, I still play Neopets. Don't be judging. 
It's a lot of fun. They're about to launch their mobile app. Get on it. That, add that to your we news. Actually, we actually did have that yeah. on the news. Yeah, yeah, they yeah had, um, they've had panels for, not panels, they've had boosts for the past two years and after parties at um, San Diego Comic-Con. They've been building up on becoming much bigger. They got bought by Jumpstart, which was very concerning because I was like, uh-oh, are we going to go more, more baby? But no, they've been trying to really utilize because the majority of the user base on Neopets is adults. It's funny so, you said that because I'm trying to compare the two things in my head right now. Now, you said Neopets and After Party, and they just didn't correlate. Neopet, they had they had alcoholic beverages named after Neopet items. It was fantastic. <laughs> I wish that I could have gone. I just watched video coverage on it and just kind of wish that I could be there. I really wish that I just jumped in my car and just drove down there during San Diego Comic-Con. It was really like, cool. I feel like Neopets, though, had that 50-50 battle. You either mm. were on Neopet or Gaia Online. I, I was me. a Neopets gal. I was a Gaia Excuse Online. Me. There, was <laughs> one other, there was one other contender you're forgetting RuneScape? About. Club Penguin. Oh, Club Penguin? <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. And Puzzle um, Pirates. I started, I had a Neopets blog, and that was where I finally started being able to see people getting retweeted for cosplay. And I actually met one of my first friends that did cosplay that I'm still friends with today. She's Vegas local. Her name's Kalika, Midnight Persona. I saw her post a cosplay that she did from Ponyo. And I thought that was so cool. And she was announcing, yeah, I'm going to be wearing it. This is local con. It was for Sabacon mm-hmm. here in town. I was like, oh, man, I got to get on that. And then long and behold, I found out about Level Up Expo that was coming up even sooner. So I went to that with my boyfriend at the time, who's now fiance. Oh. And we had so much Sorry, fun. Sorry, guys. She's taken. <laughs> I know. You can turn off the... the, the <laughs> but um, that's how I started cosplaying. That is that is an awesome story. Um, I started cosplay because I thought it was cool and I'm not good at it, so I stopped cosplaying. <gasps> uh, no, I, you I, start <laughs> cosplaying again right now. I'm going to bring a, some over. I have a couple that I've done um, and I have a couple planned. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you, Would you say you're a professional cosplayer now? Um, I do it for a living. Mm-hmm. So technically, yes. Am I a professional costume maker? No. <laughs> I am a cosplay model. Okay. So the majority of my job is modeling in cosplay and talking about cosplay and kind of, you know, educating people on it. And I do make my own costumes, but I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, I'm not like going to be able, I, I'm my costumes. I don't believe that my craftsmanship is good enough to do commissions for other people. But I also feel like that's the, the, what is it? Artist remorse. Like you always hate your own stuff because you obviously have quite a few fans that, you know, are big fans of, well, I was going to say of the, the Gabby Cook cosplay, <laughs> but you just changed your name, didn't you? I'm goob now. You're, you're just The transition now. isn't 100% complete, yeah. but I'm slowly working on changing all my social media handles to just goob. It's just, just goob. goob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Patreon and you're changing your handle to that, uh, when did you start that? I started Patreon 2017. Um, I started my first month of January 2017. I started planning it, kind of like doing my shoots ahead to kind of like get ready mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. transitioning over. Um Late 2016, I was still working full time. I used to work for Exhibitor Services over in Vegas. So I would help out with a lot of events over in town. And um, it was a very difficult job. It was a lot of fun. But um, I was able to finally go on with full cosplay full time around April 2017. 
I got to figure out how to do that so I can do that for Twitch streaming so I don't have to go to my shitty job every day. <laughs> it was really hard. I think a lot As of people... you tell your bosses to like listen to your podcast. Yeah, you should listen to me. Right? <laughs> Just uh, skip that part skip at one hour in 26 minutes and uh, I don't know if that's where we're at, but um, yeah. So uh, we were we were talking before when we started... Um, you said you just cleaned your craft room. So what does your craft room look like now? Because oh I can gosh. imagine it's, it, I can imagine as, you know, and I'm not saying that you're a, a, a dirty person, but cosplayers in general, when they're in the crunch, stuff uh, just goes everywhere. My entire apartment. I mean, bless my friend's heart and bless my fiance's heart for being so patient with me. Um, little side tangent. When they announced Breath of the Wild, I pulled out and mind you, I have about 40 blonde wigs. I hoard blonde wigs. I cosplay so many blonde characters. I'll never get rid of them. And I pulled them all out and I'm like, all right, we got to butcher one of them. So I found, I found my old Zelda wig and I kind of laid out like an assembly line over, over in my kitchen and my friend Aaron, he's just sitting there on the computer, just staring at me like horrified as I take out each one of the wig. I grabbed a thing of fabric softener. I'm like, we're going to treat all these wigs and which one ever looks the nicest when I'm done with it is going to be the Zelda wig. <laughs> just chopped it off. But, uh, my craft room now, I'm really excited because, uh, we've been talking about streaming a lot oh. and I haven't streamed once this year. See, I made like a big old deal. I was like, I'm going to start streaming on Twitch around last year. And then I just, I stopped so much things have been going on, everything yeah. like that, but I'm ready to go back. I moved my computer set up from the dining room over to my craft room. So now I have everything like my craft room's now like my own little mini home now. So I'm very excited. So, about and that's, it. A, that's a trick on yourself too. Cause now you're forcing yourself to keep your craft room in check because yep. you don't want to turn yeah. your camera on. It's going to be all messy. Yeah. <laughs> So I moved all my figures into my craft room. I kind of just, I'm still decorating. I'm not 100% done yet. And uh, kind of like have like a little L kind of formation desk going on. So I'll have like my sewing machine right behind me because I thought it'd be kind of fun to stream some of the process of me making my costumes also. I think it's definitely a big thing. Uh, especially when, uh, again, you have a lot of fans. You might not be a fan of your own work, but there's definitely a lot of fans of your work and how you do it. Well, thank and, you. and I definitely know that some people, would, many people, girlfriend included, would be interested in watching you actually make it because <laughs> when we when we were Twitch streaming, some of our most successful Twitch streams was when we had people making crafts on the on the channel. So it's yeah, so fun. People it was, like it. It was people making crafts, and then next one up was us doing dumb eating crap, and then yeah, and then when we brought everybody on, that's when our worst one was. I think that was our worst. Um, I'm gonna skip ahead real quick. Rich, right. I, I got to ask a secret question now. Oh, Do it. oh, okay. So we ask every single person. It started off as a joke, but now it is a... It, well, I, already, a running, I already know what the question is. It's a running joke, but <laughs> what are your thoughts on Paul Rudd? I already knew the question. <laughs> you don't remember this, but at Level Up Expo, I walked up to you guys. I said, hello. And you told me oh, I did the tell question. You about I remembered. <laughs> I remembered. I, I let the secret um, go. I think that Paul Rudd, I looked him up before I left. <laughs> Dude, but I already know, you know, Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, you know, we we go way back. Um, he's my 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 brother. Clueless. Um, we aren't we don't talk anymore though. Like I don't, I don't understand why he won't talk to me and send me a lot of money because he is a lot richer than I am. I'm just I'm very upset about that. Yeah, that, you, that is my opinion on Paul Rudd. If you talk to him, <laughs> let him know that we want him on the show too. We're gonna keep saying Paul Rudd until we Beetlejuice. Paul him Rudd. In. Yeah. Paul Paul Rudd is um his name's Paul and his last name's Rudd. He was on Friends. <laughs> yeah, that's that is one of them. 
he was also, uh, gosh, I looked up. I was like, because I really, I only know him from Ant Man. I know that's bad. I but well, I, I know him from Ant Man now, but I originally knew him from Clueless. Yeah. Clueless. Okay, that's what the first thing that popped up. Yeah. I looked up. Why is Paul Rudd so famous other than Ant Man? And that's it. I'm sorry to everyone who's a huge Paul Rudd fan. I, I mean, he's my brother, and he doesn't talk to me anymore. So yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> and the thing, the thing that we most we do we dislike most, I guess, like most dislike most about Paul Rudd is in Clueless, he looks exactly the same as he does in Ant Man. The man never oh, so ages. He's a vampire. He's yes. like Keanu Reeves. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy oh. to see that he just never ages. All right, secret questions out of the way. <laughs> um. Excuse me. Uh, so some of these questions I pulled from fans and literally a big fan. So my girlfriend is a big fan of yours. So I was like, if I did talk to Gabby, what would you want to know? So we, we had some some ones where she's like, I need to know this stuff. I don't know why she needs to know it, but I okay. feel like if she does, so does everybody else. So do you have any pets? I do. Which pets do you have? I have three pets. I have two cats and I have one danger noodle. And I'm sorry, I get really excited when I talk about my pets. I have um, two cats. One of them's name is Bubus, and he's the love of my life. I adore him. And then I have Aranea Highwind, but we call her Ari. People always think that she's named after League of Legends Ari. No, she's named after Aranea from Final Fantasy 15. She is an angel. And then my ball python. She's a pooter bee morph. She's amazing. She's beautiful. She's so sweet. And her name's Lakoa after Miss Kobayashi's dragon. Yeah, there you go. Lakoa. Yeah. They have the same tail except smaller a little bit. Mm. Yeah. She's a little, she's a little bit small. <laughs> okay, so this is this is an interesting question because I'm sure there's gotta be a story attached to this because it's in the question. Uh what is the worst con you can remember attending? And do you have any Oh no. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to answer that. <laughs> um <laughs> Worst con I've ever been to. <sighs> I know I have one. And mine was um, the first Las Vegas Comic Con here. That one was awful. Because it was held at the Silverton. Um, it was at the same time a... I loved when it was at the Silverton. It was held at the same time like a rodeo or some type of thing was going through. <gasps> That's so fun. That's so the I entire went. casino smelled like horse manure. See, I love the smell of horse manure because <laughs> Me I used to work with horses. So I find That's it fair. comforting. Um, Brandon thinks that I'm so weird for it. He's like, why do you... like? Who likes the smell of horse poop? Anyone who's ever worked with horses... It, it's not a bad smell. Like it's literally yeah, just like, oh, okay, you get used to it. It's just home. <laughs> I grew up. I grew up here, um, mm-hmm. and Las Vegas was originally a cowboy town. So that's my grandfather had horses over on Pecos and Owens. That's where the ranch was, and uh, yeah, I don't know. And there's horses down the street for me. Like it's, I don't know. I, I loved it when it was at Silverton. I think that it was. Uh, I think it was generally better than now. I think the reason I had such a bad experience was um, we got shafted a little bit. We had bought the uh, Stanley Experience Pass. Uh, when we got to the door, they said that all Stanley Experience Passes were being changed into the Deadpool Pass. Oh, and if you wanted to see shame. Stanley, it's another $50 on top of the pass you just bought. Oh, that's really messed up. There so, was a big miscommunica- miscommunication yeah. that happened. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't good for yeah, us. Yeah, I, I definitely, like, personally, I don't want to badmouth a con per se Mm -hmm. but everybody makes mistakes yeah and uh i think that that's kind of that like what what is something that's happened at a con that you're like man this is like like silverton's actually a good example of like back then you couldn't get through the casino Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. into the convention if you had anything over your face because of the, the you know, the yeah. way the laws are. And that was a huge hassle. So you had all these cosplayers taking their outfits off, moving through, and then putting them on. And it was just a disaster. I, I don't think they were ready. And that that is, mm-hmm. on one hand, now you have to walk a mile from the third parking lot in the heat in July. Uh, no, June? I don't know. Whenever, whenever the convention is. And it's super hot. And there was like no shade for the first couple of years. They've expanded the shades. It's a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. That's a disaster for cosplayers. I mean, I wear Doctor Strange, so I've got like three outfits and a cape. And oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's well, rough. And a lot of uh, a lot of costumes require a lot of makeup. And mm-hmm. you're lit- yeah, and I wish I was joking, but your makeup literally melts off oh, yeah, literally in melts that off. walk. It would just <laughs> melt off. I, I'm not going to say one of them by name. Um, cause I don't want anyone to yeah. get in trouble, but there was one time it was when I first started cosplaying and it was right after, you know, I first launched my Facebook page. I was slowly starting to gain a following and I had maybe about like 2000 followers at the time. And I got contacted for the first time by a con and I was so excited cause they were like, we want to interview you to be one of our guests. Nice. We love your work. We want to talk to you. Here's a date and time. We're going to have a Skype interview. And so I go in for the Skype interview. I did my makeup. I got all dressed up. I was so excited. I was like, this is my break. And I go on there and it's one of the higher ups. Mm-hmm. Like I, I still know them today. <laughs> and they look me up and down and they like hear him typing. <laughs> I hear him typing and um, he looks at me and he goes, contact me when you get 10,000 followers. Oh, We're not interested. You don't have enough followers. Goodbye. And I cried. I was heartbroken. I was so sad. But, um, you know, after I reached 10,000, I never, I didn't contact them. (laughs) But um, I bet they contacted you, though, didn't they? I've done work with them before. That's, you know, people can put together the pieces of the puzzle and find out, (laughs) oh, no, the controversy, the drama. And um I, it's always put a bad taste in my mouth for that kind, but it's not something I want to go like public about. Cause it's just one person being a yeah. jerk to me. You know, yep. it's not the entire con and, uh, you know, you know, every one of these conventions, they all are passionate about what they're doing. Some of them are in it more for the money, you know, it's, but that's only individual people. That's not the entire convention as exactly. a whole. Most of these conventions are made up of volunteers in order to volunteer for something that is so time consuming. You have to be passionate. You have to love what you do. And I, I really respect that about most of the cons. Exactly. Yep. All right. So the other, <laughs> another one from the girlfriend, so I would assume that you have spent money on buying some cosplay supplies. Way too much. <laughs> the question was, how much do you think that you've spent since you've started? Oh, my God. Um, I actually have to report it for my taxes. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I will honestly say that it is 70% of my income would go back into cosplay. Um other than, you know, like the bills in my house and yeah. everything that whenever I have extra money, like I have bought three outfits, just normal clothes in the entire time that I've been cosplaying. Whenever I have extra money, it goes right back into cosplay because it's also, you know, I'm obsessed. I love it. It's yeah. my passion. Um, I It's hard for me to pinpoint how much. It's a lot. I will say that like the most that I've spent on an individual costume would be... 
I'd say the most expensive costume that I've done would probably be about $800. Yeah, it's tough. Um, it's more expensive to make it yourself sometimes. It is, yes. Yeah, but um, commissioning can be really pricey and there's, too. And there's definitely a crazy big stigma in, in the cosplay community. I don't think that it will ever leave about people who make their cosplay versus people who buy it. Mm-hmm. And, and who's better. So, oh, it's such a dumb argument. How much, do you, how, how much do you travel, Gabby? I actually don't travel that much anymore just okay. because of personal life and everything like okay. that. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe traveling more in the next like two years, starting to travel more out to cons. What what I've noticed, and I don't know if this, like I, I definitely feel like when you, when you go on vacation and travel somewhere, the cities often seem nicer than your home city. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like when I meet cosplayers in other areas, they're not as judgmental as Las Vegas cosplayers. Like, I agree. I yeah, strongly agree. I don't know what's up with that. But I it's... think because Las Vegas has such a strong contrast with who's in the community, you have people that have been in the community forever mm-hmm. and have been in here, you know, been cosplaying since, you know, 2006. And then you have a lot of really young people. You got a lot of newcomers. You got a lot mm-hmm. of high schoolers. I'm always shocked. There was one time I was like, you want to come over and like hang out and drink? And I was like, wait a minute, you're not 21. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Please leave. <laughs> like, I, I'm not, nope. Forget I said that. Yeah, like a lot don't of times you don't, you don't realize that there's so many young people yeah. in our community. And I think that kind of like clash with like people that are like, I've been making my costumes forever versus new people that like, they don't have all of the supplies. They don't have everything that they need to make it. And they don't know how to do things. So they buy stuff more. And I think that there's a huge contrast there and social media has now just recently become like a new thing. And you got a couple of, you know, really big hot shots here in yeah. Vegas. And I think that kind of like having those is like the people you look up to sure. causes a lot of like, there's a little bit of, you know, drama and tension. I feel like I'm just jumbling over my words talking no, about this. It's hard. That you describes know? the Vegas cosplay community. Like, cause you like you said the community, but the community is like there's the Las Vegas cosplay mm-hmm. community, and then there's like most of the rest of the world cosplay community, and yeah, and they're like it's just so weird and different. And as far as the age thing, I always now assume that everybody's younger than I think. Yeah, it that's be- the best way to do it, you know. But then, like, uh, I didn't know that Kathy was as old as she was, and I when we <laughs> oh, yeah. when we interviewed her, I thought she was like sixteen. Yeah. She's not. She's not. <laughs> She's a lot older than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, inter- I I interviewed her three and a half years ago, maybe okay. or so. Mm-hmm. So she was, she was like nineteen or something at the time. But yeah, and she kind of got offended the other way. But I was like, well, I just have to assume. Yeah. Especially because some of the people are very short. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I think that Vegas is still so small. In comparison to everywhere else, I feel like um, with everyone being small, everyone knows who everyone is. Yeah. And yeah. unlike, you know, community in California where there's no way <laughs> there's just so much going on. And we only have a couple of gatherings a year. When you think about um, the cons that we have in Vegas, we have Level Up Expo. We have Savicon. We have Las Vegas Comic Con. And we have ShineCon now, which is going on for their second year. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other ones on the top of my head. That's yeah. it. We've had some attempts at some other ones. Yeah, Otacon yes. died. Otacon died. Yeah. Wizard World was Wizard World here, I think. I Wizard think World. Oh, that's actually the worst con I've ever been to. <laughs> Back to the last question. And Sorry. they're gone, so you can totally like hey. just tear them apart. 
no, that one is that was the most money I've ever spent on a ticket and just felt absolutely defeated. Oh, I spent yeah. like I spent, you know, like a hundred bucks for nothing just to yeah. walk around on some my, my friend uh, <laughs> won her first and only cosplay contest at that at that one. It was in the female cosplayer, uh, female superhero cosplayer category. Oh, that's she was, weird. <laughs> she was the only one in like, so it's she such was a like, weird category. you were the first and last place. So there you go. First and last place, you win by default. So, yeah. Um, we're going to get a little bit more specific. So we asked how much you think you, you know, you spent on, on cosplay, but how many wigs do you think you have? Poppy's really like, she really wants to know all the things. Yeah, she does. You know, I have a lot of wigs. I... You know, I'm so happy though because when I first started kind of hoarding them, what are you gonna? You gotta get rid of some of them. You don't have enough room. No, I will use a wig that I have had in storage for three years. <laughs> I reuse the heck out of wigs. I actually just made a post the other week showcasing I had one wig that was a blonde lace front that I bought on Amazon for seventeen dollars. I used it originally for Mount Lady. Uh-huh. Fast forward a couple months later, I end up using it for. Um, I'm having brain parts now. I use it for Mount Lady again. I use it for Tsunade. I use it for Shira. I used it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just butchered and ch- chopped it in half and I just used it for Android 18. So like I will constantly reuse wigs. Um, I have two giant cuppies that I keep in my closet for them. Like I said earlier, I mainly have blonde wigs. Mm-hmm. But I would say that I have probably a hundred. I was going to say, do you think you're in the double digits or do you think you're in no. the triple digits? No. Um, just cause sometimes they get so like, sometimes they are unusable <laughs> again, or, <laughs> yeah. um, if I'm selling a costume and I'll sell it with it, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. if I'm doing that, um, I've gotten rid of a couple of them just cause they won't fit. But for the most part, I hoard them. I hoard them. My Ty Lee wig, I ended up reusing it to be my May wig from Overwatch. And that was quite a big transformation from, you know, a long, long, long braid to a little bun. And then I ended up taking the hair extension for Ty Lee and I ended up braiding it into my Laura Croft wig. So then I'd have a super long ponytail. So, yeah, <laughs> you just find, you know, you can always recycle stuff. Yes, uh, definitely. And actually, that goes into the next question, too. What is your best practice for wig maintenance? Because you have so many and they I've only I mean, you know, my girlfriend's put on a few wigs and. It is a nightmare if if you store it wrong or if you know something happens, it just gets nuts. So what what would you say is the best practice for for maintaining your favorite wig? So for maintaining wig, it depends on how much you have it styled. If you have it super super styled, like let's say something like my Sunade wig, which has really really intense bangs, I will keep it on a little you know head. Mm-hmm. And what I like to do because those little cheap um, styrofoam heads that you buy at like Hobby Lobby for five bucks, they're obviously their heads are way too small yep. to fit. So if you have something that's super super styled that you need to keep your head shape, that's not going to work. Um, my friend actually taught me her name's Steph Stephon Tweets. She taught me a really cool trick that you get a bunch of newspaper and you kind of like crumble it up together and you tape it onto the wig and kind of like work your way up until you make the head bigger and then you can kind of slowly but surely make it to the same size of your head okay so i'll do that and kind of just store it on there for most of my wigs what i do is i'll do a um mane and tail treatment on them it's like a it's a deep condition mm-hmm. spray that you used to use on like horse hair but a lot of people use it on their normal hair oh yeah and you would um what i do is i do a couple sprays of that and i'll brush out the wig braid it use that braid kind of stuff it into the head and then just put it in a plastic bag and just put it in uh, my little shelving unit and I sort it by color. Sort it by color. Yeah. 
I don't even think I have enough anything to sort my color. I Maybe have a PlayStation miscellaneous games. rainbow bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the next thing, um, you're, I mean, you've you said you've quit your job now, and you're now uh, doing this full time. What would your fam? What does your family think about what you do? Um, I think that are they confused? I, I think that they can be sometimes. I think that um, for the most part, they're very supportive. My dad is my biggest support system when it comes to it. He's incredibly kind about it. I'm very thankful for that. He'll call me, see how I'm doing. I'm actually scheduling um, one of my photo shoots. I'm doing two different Zelda shoots up in October over to, he lives in Northern California. And I'll be there for my friend's wedding and staying with him. And I'm like, you know what? I really want to be able to shoot Zelda up in the Redwoods. Can you help me with that? And yep, Long Billy's like, yeah, absolutely, sure. And I just think that's really cool about it. He'll show it off to his friends. And I'm, I really appreciate that. Um, I think that when it comes to like grandparents, they can be really confused about it sometimes, especially since on my mother's side of the family, they're much more like traditional and conservative. I got a really cool break once and I got to work with Red Bull Esports and I was cami for them at Evo. And that's a, that's a huge deal. Thank that is you. a very big deal. I was really proud of it, and I was super excited, and I shared it onto my Facebook page. And my grandma comments on it, and she goes, you are degrading to the family. Wow. <laughs> on my Facebook page. <laughs> and it was for my Cami cosplay. And it was um, something that, you know, she wasn't used to. She's like, why are you wearing a leotard on the internet? Yeah, I was going to say, the Cami cosplay specifically can be a little revealing. Yeah. And, um... It was something that I had to really sit with her and be like, hey, like, this is what I do. This is what we talk about. This is the character. Like, the character looks like that. And kind of just talking to her, explain it to her. And over time, she's gotten a lot more supportive. Sometimes she'll make little comments, you know, that, like, she doesn't get it. That old like people that. make, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or being like, why would anybody care about this type of thing? And um, it's kind of just kind of just accepting that I do it, mm-hmm. but not being super involved in it. Like some of my yeah, other family yeah, members are. Um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite ones. So I would assume, uh, you know, someone of your stature has a few friends. Have you con- convinced anybody to join the dark side? Have, yeah. have you made anybody cosplay with you that hadn't before? <laughs> or was always new to it? My friend Erica, I've known her since high school. And I got her to cosplay Doki Doki Literature Club with me. <laughs> I yeah. just mentioned it before too. And not only that, she joined a panel with me, and we ran a full panel talking all about Project Libertine of thought um, theories over with Doki Doki Literature Club. So not only did I get her to cosplay, come out in public, I got her to co-host a panel with me. <laughs> that is jumping into the dark side yeah. with both feet. <laughs> full through it into it. You're like, yep, you're you're part of the community now. Congratulations. <laughs> she loved it though, and she yeah. cosplayed again. She cosplayed at Anime Expo. And she did a really great job, so I'm really happy that she's so into it. I think uh, Frankie and I have done a panel almost every almost every year. I think at at least one of Pretty the conventions. Much. And of all the times, I don't know about you, but of all the times that we we spend at conventions, I think our panel is usually the time I have the most fun. Well, that's it's touching to me that <laughs> you allowed me to bring that joy to you by allowing you to be part of the panel. Well, and I mean, it's even easier because my joy comes from making fun of people who suck at comedies, <laughs> <laughs> which if you haven't been to a, a panel before with me and Frankie, we do a comedy panel um, almost yearly. Sometimes, you know, schedules change, but uh, yeah, and we, we, it's like a last comic standing type of thing where we take it seriously. 
Um, we will listen to your jokes and we'll try and critique them at the end. And, you know, like this is, I think this is how you can make it better. We're not professionals, but I, I feel like I can at least make a few people laugh. And if you just switch this a little bit, you could, you know, it'd be better. But we do overall like a, a contest, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I always have fun doing it. Because we, me and you still have to, we still have to be the best, of course. We have to come up, <laughs> not like voting, but like, if we're going to sit here and say that, you know, we're going to tell you how to do comedy, we have to be able to do it too. Mm -hmm. We can't just be not funny. And well, I crashed and burned one of those times. It was awful. <laughs> oh, man. And that's actually the one I remember the most because I was like, at first it was, I felt so bad. And then I was like, you know what? That was actually really funny to myself. Like, I can't believe how bad I did. So that, that's just funny. I laugh mm -hmm. at it still. Uh, what problems have you run into cosplaying? Have you run into any? Um, I think that it can be hard sometimes, especially with kind of like with body image and kind of meeting expectations. I've had a lot of difficulties with doing it full time lately because um, it's it's pretty demanding and it can yeah. be quite taxing. There's a lot of expectations, especially when it comes to my body. So like when my weight fluctuates, everybody wants to say something. Yeah, you know, everybody wants to say something, and it it, it can be pretty tough, especially um. One of my best pieces of advice that I think that I can give is if you can avoid it, don't don't Photoshop your own photos. Like if you can avoid it, like if you are able, if you're in a position where you can hire a photographer, you should do it. I edit all of my photos. It's really convenient because I do it for a living. It's my job. Mm -hmm. I can't always afford to hire a photographer. And spending, you know, hours and hours a day clearing your skin, everything like that. It can, you know, it, you, when you look in the mirror later, you're like, oh, cool, great. And I think that that can be pretty unhealthy yeah. at times. So you need to understand that, like, it, I am currently overcoming that obstacle of accepting that I'm still just a human and that I'm, I'm more than just the cosplay exactly, and that it's okay. And that the way that I, I can't always look the way that I do in a cosplay. I, uh, as you guys see me here right now, I yeah. came here, I don't have any makeup on. I'm wearing a tie dye t-shirt and some, you know, sweatpants right now. And, uh, no one ever sees me that way. No one ever sees me that way when I go to cons. Ooh, we, got, <laughs> we got a special look at Gabby, guys. Be jealous. And when I go to cons, I have the wigs and everything like that. And I got to remind myself that Gabby's still really cool too. Yeah. And uh, that's been my biggest challenge is learning to love myself and my cosplay. I think, <clears throat> ooh, that was a little rough. <laughs> uh, I want to second some, uh, that, what Gabby says, guys. So if, if you're listening in, always remember that you're, you're number one. And when it comes to anything you do in life, uh, your opinion on what you love is your opinion and you should love what you love. Don't let anybody make you question what you love. You are always number one, unless you are cosplaying from Austin Powers, which technically you would be number two <laughs> in that case. But you're always number one. Um, I personally would say that you are a famous person. Oh. Um, <laughs> and this leads into that question. What What do you think sucks about being famous, like being noticed as much? I because I could walk don't out. Consider myself a famous. I could person. walk out and nobody would know my, my face at all. But oh. I guarantee, if I walked next to you, at least one out of the three people I know would be like, "That's Gabby." <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, I think that when it comes to just like everyday life, I'll never be noticed. You know, especially I look very different without makeup on mm -hmm. and everything like that, and I don't wear makeup when I'm not working. 
because I just, I want to relax, you know, like makeup's a huge makeup part of Makeup is job. part of your job. Yeah. You just don't want to have to do your I job. I used to work at Sephora and it was the same case. Like <laughs> when I was off the clock, no makeup on, hair up in a bun, you know, whatever. Yep. And, um, what was the question? <laughs> what sucks about being famous? Oh, um, I think the, everyone expects me to remember their name. And that's not, I know that sounds kind of bad. I think that's something that a lot of people have to face in the community is that um, when you meet someone at a con, for instance, you see them in a cosplay and they have a blue wig. You meet them again a year later and they're wearing a green wig. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what? You don't remember me? You're stuck up. How dare you? And it's like, you. it's a compliment. You did your cosplay so well. You look like a completely different yeah. person. <laughs> I yeah. don't recognize And on you. top of that, you're at a convention. You meet several people a day. Mm -hmm. You can't be expected to know, remember every single I, I'm a massage therapist, so I meet clients all the time. Mm -hmm. Some that come back and some are like, we've met before. And I'm like, Great. Good, yeah. <laughs> cool. That's I, great. I also think that could be because we has <laughs> <laughs> we've met before literally five minutes ago, Frank. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> it, it hurts my heart a little bit when people come up to me at a convention and they're like they like stand there in front of me and they kinda like, hi. And I'm like, okay. And they <laughs> exactly how he does it too yeah i'm like okay uh, okay, okay. Uh, hi <laughs> and normally i've got a camera i'm taking mm -hmm. photos of people or i'm doing video or something and they're like they they want to resume a conversation that we had in comments on something on one of the like five social media well i mean five social media things multiplied by three different platforms yeah. or like 15 yeah. different things i'm like I am sorry. I don't really like, I can't usually connect. My brain can't connect the conversation I had back and forth, which was totally like a real back and forth conversation. I can't connect that to real life mm -hmm. at a convention. I'm just going to point out, I will remember everyone's name and everything I've ever said. So if you want to come talk to me, that's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm actually usually really good at identifying people I've taken photos of by their eyes. Yeah. Because when I edit their photos, I'm mm. I'm super zoomed in. And so then I can recognize them at mm. the convention. But I actually don't know their name. See, though. I'm it's... usually almost blind at conventions because <laughs> I don't contacts. double layer in contacts. Never do that. And I wear colored contacts for my cosplays. And I'm not going to double layer my contacts because that's, that's unsafe. That's so most of the time I just off with being blind. And I just keep my glasses in my bag. So if I ever need to look at a sign or something like that, I'll just throw my glasses on with the cosplay. Like, who cares? No one's taking a photo at the moment. If someone takes a photo, I'll take my glasses off. Another thing that I do find difficult about uh, my position in the community is that um, any, if you ever make a mistake or if you do something, it's going to follow you forever or your relationships with other people, friends that you've had in the past, it all ends up public. And do I you remember that, that thing you said hard. five years ago to me? How did, yeah, yeah. No. I think that part's pretty hard is that expectation that you have to be basically family friendly happy all the time you yeah. know like you can't have feelings how that... dare you you're, you're not allowed to say fuck <gasps> you say it here i mean just fine yeah we're allowed one it's pg-3 <laughs> <laughs> damn it oh no we, we keep forgetting the game rich i know i know you... um i think that i think uh celebrities or famousness or whatever you're just experiencing something faster 
that the entire world is feeling, right? Because that's basically everything you do will end up on the internet time machine locked in stone forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And somebody will take that photo of you in college when you thought you were allowed to be dumb and like, no, now you're nobody's allowed to be dumb. Well, and that's the other thing too is people think that, oh, I can just erase it later. Like, no, the internet is a... It's forever. It, it is forever. There is websites dedicated to literally archiving stuff that happens on yeah. other websites. Mm-hmm. You cannot get away from it. Yeah, it's fine. So we, we talked about this um, earlier, but I, I thought it'd be an interesting one. Uh, so... What um what what would you say your amount is of stuff you buy versus stuff you create, and how often do you get crap for buying stuff? Because that's what it comes down to for for buying a costume. I typically actually don't get a lot of um a lot of issues when it comes to me buying stuff because um I think the best thing that you can do is to just be direct and honest about it. A lot of the times, you know, to, I I like to try to make people happy. When it comes to like when I like my last Lara Croft shoot that I did that was bought on Amazon and I linked it. You want to buy one too? You get one. You'll look you'll look just as good. Like let's both wear this. This is a badass outfit. And I think that kind of just like having fun with it and then just, you know, not being I think a lot of people that do have issues with people buying their costumes, it's because when someone doesn't specify that they bought it. I don't think you need to specify with every photo that you take. I made this or I didn't make this. But I think that if you're asked, you should feel comfortable yes. enough to be able to tell somebody and if you, you bought something or made something. definitely not lie about making it. Absolutely. That is, that is not... Not, and it's so obvious. Yeah. See people do it so bad. Yeah, I think that that's where there's, you know, shame. And unfortunately, you know, that has happened in the past for different cosplayers. And I think that it puts a bad rep on people that do buy their costumes because it kind of puts on that kind of like stigma. Oh, like, are they are they honest about the ones that they said that they made then? Because there's been a couple bad eggs that did lie. You know what I mean? I always find that weird, too, because say, like, I do Newt's Commander a lot. That's one of my favorite cosplays yep. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I bought that. I didn't make any of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if, say, I got a screen-used prop of what uh, Newt's Commander used, that is a bought thing. But this is a real, actual thing. Does Does it make it better if I made something that looked like it? Or I literally have one of the items that my character is used. Like it's, it's one that he used on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, I, uh, I really, I mean, I, I take, I don't know. I mean, probably 5,000 photos of cosplayers a year or something. I mean, it's something ridiculously high. Yeah. And I really, really get disappointed when I talk to some of my friends who cosplay and they're like, well, I will not, ever enter any cosplay contest because I didn't make a hundred percent of it myself. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I really judge everything entirely separate. Like there's a, there's a skill of, of being the person who makes the costumes, Mm -hmm. which you can do for yourself or for someone else. And then there's this separate skill of putting all the pieces together and applying the makeup. And, and I'm like, she, I'm like looking at her cosplay and I'm like, okay, so you have like seven different things from seven different people and you put it together and you look great, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you enter the cosplay contest and not say that you, okay, that's fine. You didn't manufacture this vest or something. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Don't I lie about it. I think that people shouldn't be so afraid to enter masquerades and costume contests if they won't like win. Because they, they won't win if mm-hmm. they don't make it because there's a craftsmanship award. Yeah. There is a best in show award. 
So yeah. you could still like be able to go in. You just gotta be honest about mm-hmm. it. Some there, there's different um, competitions for each masquerade. That bleh, tongue vomit. Sorry, <laughs> for each um, convention that you go to. Some yep. conventions will specifically be like, hey, ninety percent of your costume gotta be weighed. Yep. Some others will be like, hey, it's thirty percent, or yep. hey, you just enter in a different category. I would also like to point out that Victoria's Secret models, I'm pretty sure none of them made the outfits that they're Mm. wearing. That's because I think there's a huge difference between being a model and being a costume designer. So like when I said earlier, I don't consider myself a professional costume designer. I consider myself, I work for a living as a model. Yeah. So I think that a lot of the times people kind of get um, confused thinking that you have to be both. When You you don't have to be. If you want to be, you can. But you don't you don't have to be. Cosplay is costume play. Be what you wanna be. You can wear like a G-I-G- lot of people are like, Oh, you're just wearing a bikini with a wig. That's not cosplay. You looked at me and you could tell that I was peach. <laughs> That's a cosplay. I did my makeup, I wore my wig. I'm having fun and I'm wearing a get up and I'm playing. So like that that's what it is, you know. I think that people need to um kind of loosen get up. That. Yeah, they gotta <laughs> loosen up a bit. So, so you're asked to judge fair, fair amount, yes, no? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I notice as, just as like media and like always up front, taking the photos and listening to the people talk is it seems pretty obvious that when you have a judge who is, say, a, a fabric costumer, mm-hmm. so she's, you know, a person who makes all of their own amazing, crazy dresses as opposed to somebody like Kamui cosplay or something, right? Where she's a master of foam. Yeah. That seems like, all right. So different designers have different specialties. Yeah. And when, when you have an obvious cosplay that isn't as good as another cosplay, but they win, but you're like, okay, so the girl with this crazy dress, she does not have as great a costume as this foam armor like amazing thing, but mm-hmm. she's winning. And oh, look, one of the judges loves making dresses. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, is there ever like frustration? Do you ever get that? Do you, you have one person that, where they're like strongly voting uh, for somebody? I yeah. think that behind the scenes, um, of course, it's going to be different for each competition. Yeah, I've been very lucky to be able to work with some incredible costume designers and models, such mm-hmm. as, you know, Stefan Schweetz, Jez. Heather more and um, what I've learned from judging yeah. is that none are better than the other, but there are things that you got to look at that it's the, it's the fine details that matter. So a lot of times you'll see this really, really intense, beautiful, completely made out of foam costume mm-hmm. and you'll see this kind of like simple dress, but just looking at it, you'll be like, oh, the armor is going to win everything like that. But if you what you re, what you don't see that happens behind the scenes mm-hmm. is the craftsmanship judging when these judges come up and they're like, "All right, let me see your hems. Flip the costume over. Did you seal this? How are you attaching everything?" Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times when you have these really really big bulky extravagant costumes, you don't see that underneath it's all being held together with a string. Like a lot of times you don't see that. So when it comes to what wins and what doesn't win in the end, it's all about the fine details and which one was constructed the best to be able to wear the longest, whichever one is the most functional. A lot of the times is what's going to end up winning because that's what the heart of craftsmanship is, is how functional the costume is. 
when it comes to like the final details and what the final winner is. A lot of times it's, it's hard. You'll have things. It's like, Oh, because you can't have two first place. Yeah. You yeah, can't. exactly. You can't. So when it comes down to it, you got to really be able to, to fixate on those fine details. <laughs> I've actually heard of a story. So, and I can't confirm if it's true. It was just a story through another person, through another person, through another person. But there is a certain cosplayer, very, very famous, makes her own fabric. Not going to say a name, but that should be enough to give it away. <gasps> I love her. Um, <laughs> and then there was a, another group of cosplayers who did all the doctors. And said cosplayer was really upset because she lost the costume contest um, or the masquerade or whatever it was because that person was famous versus what these people put into it. And I'm, that's what I'm trying to point out is you can be famous. You can be not famous. Mm-hmm. But if you try your hardest at whatever it is, the judges will see that. Like the judges knew like there was 13 doctors up there. Each one made their own like, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they got it right. So that in and of itself to get 13 people together to do one cosplay yep. is crazy. So yeah, just, Go up there and try it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh boy. So we got to get into the hard one. This I know this Uh-oh. happens a lot. How often do you deal with issues with consent? I dealt with a lot more when I first started. I think that um, now that, you know, I've been around the park a couple of times, um, it's become easier for me to be able to spot what can happen. Mm-hmm. And when I first started, it's so impossible to find that because you always want to, you know, think of the best in people. Um, you always want to, you want to see the good, you know, you don't go around to a con thinking everyone here is a predator. Like no one thinks that way. I've been doing it wrong. (laughs) And I don't think that way now, obviously. And, um, now not as much because I also think that the community has done a fantastic job of, exposing oh yeah Mm -hmm. you know like i feel like it's become much bigger of a project than it used to be and when i say i mean that um i think that it's become much more everyone's become much more aware of what is appropriate and what isn't because a lot of times you know like people that get a little bit too handsy for the most part like most people aren't evil you know yeah. most people aren't out there to be mean and to hurt you a lot of times if someone comes up to me and they hug me for too long they're not trying to be mean like they're not like ah, 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 I want to make her fun. sometimes they don't even realize that they're being awkward they're just as awkward and like you know uh, unsocially aware as i am yeah. you know sometimes i don't realize that i'm talking to somebody for too long or that i'm like doing things for too long i think that um now people are more vocal about what is okay and what isn't okay which i'm i'm proud of the community for going above and beyond on making that happen of course there's always going to be room for improvement but i'm really proud of um the direction that the cosplay community is taking i've seen a lot of cosplays not consent stuff happening in the last few years and Mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome to see that it's it seems like it's it's working yeah. If you're seeing less and less um, things happening, usually it's more and more things happening with people that are famous that are abusing it and less of just general people being yeah. douchebags. I mean, yeah. I think now that it's become such a, a huge deal, people understand that it's you got to ask before you do that. You got to ask before you put your hand on your shoulder. And 
before, you know, like people would just come up and just like take a picture, whatever, like too. Now they ask. Yeah. That wasn't a thing before. People didn't ask. People would just line, you'd walk up to you too. I'm eating right now. What are you doing? <laughs> and I think that a lot of times the people didn't even realize that they were being rude. And now that it's been, you know, brought to light, people understand, hey, you know, maybe that's not the way that I should address somebody. Maybe that's not what I should do right now. Maybe I should ask before I give them a hug, you know? You just reminded me of a, a scene from Bad Santa when you said that. <laughs> when he's eating his lunch and the little kid comes up and he's like, can we get a picture with Santa? He's like, how about my fucking lunch break? <laughs> the oh kid God. starts crying. <laughs> have you had a, uh, yeah, have you had many problems with people getting overly obsessed? Yes. Like at conventions? Yes. I had, um, I've had men and women mm-hmm. have had this issue with me. Um, I used to have a stalker. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah, that was a couple of years ago. And um, he'd get really upset because I couldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to talk to him. I didn't want to go away. And he would, you know, grab onto me and he wouldn't let go. That's and, creepy. Yeah, it was terrifying. And, you know, I had to alert the con. I had to take care of business. And he doesn't go to the conventions anymore. Oh, yeah. And um, it hurt a lot to do that. Yeah. Because he just came to have a good time. You know, and yep. he didn't understand that that's not how you talk to people. That's not how you touch people. And I think that it sucks that he had to learn the hard way. And I, I do feel bad for him. But also, I deserve to be comfortable. I deserve to you be do. happy in the space. Do you have any advice to other cosplayers on how how to interact and not encourage certain bad behaviors? Communication. Yeah. I feel that consent is all about communication. Um, it's not creepy to ask somebody a question. And I think that a lot of times um, well, consent is... It depends on the question. I mean, if they say, can I smell your sense, feet? Like. Common sense is a thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I think that, hey, is it is it okay if like I message you or something like that? And I think that... Um, learning to not be so afraid to ask those questions, you'll... Oh man, I'm so bad at talking. <laughs> I think that um, you'll realize that people aren't as um, off-put as they can kind of seem to yeah. be, and then also to understand that you don't nobody owes you anything time either. If that person says no, they don't want to talk to you, then you gotta respect that. I think that not taking things so personally is important, and understanding that that person has their own boundaries and what makes them happy and what makes them unhappy. And that you're your own person too, and you also have your boundaries. Does what that make I, what sense? What I love that answer is is that you use the word when someone tells them no that they're, that's fine. Because mm. um, my biggest piece of advice, because the the cosplayers who have problems and the cosplayers who don't have problems, the cosplayers who don't have problems use the word literally the word no. Yes. As opposed to maybe later. Yeah. And being direct and upfront and having a conversation, I think is so important. I think a lot of people that do have issues with consent and in no way victim blaming at all. No, 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 not not, not victim blaming. It's that I think a lot of times they're, you know, they don't want, I think a lot of people are afraid to appear mean when they're setting their boundaries and to understand that it's okay to be firm. It's okay to be aggressive and it's okay to say no. Yeah. I, I love that concept. Like it's, it's not creepy to ask 
mo- normal questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously common sense. There's always extremes. There's always yeah. extremes. You you can be mean. And I, some of my friends, they are a little mean when people ask very normal questions. These people are awkward. Yeah. These are us. These are us in a crowd before they got used to being in crowds. Yeah. Well, and it's funny too, because everybody, everybody's different. Even in my own thing, this, you might laugh at this one a little bit. Uh, Frankie and I have made asses of ourselves by standing on stage doing com- comedy for years now. I saw you at the convention. And I was like, we need her on the podcast. I'm super nervous to go talk to her and ask her. <laughs> but I stand on stage in front of, you know, 50, 100 people all the time looking mm-hmm. stupid, but I can't go up to one person and be like, would you want to come on the podcast? Is that weird? Is that creepy? It just, it's okay to ask. Yeah. And it's okay to be rejected. Yeah. That's the hardest yeah. part right there. You know, so, so many people never ask anybody anything cause they're scared of rejection. And if you get rejected, cool. You know, the answer move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny cause I get super shy around uh who's the the two cosplayers they always do skeletor and evil lynn they also do um they do a lot of amazing cosplays they're they're, they're always at a lot of local local conventions do you know I them don't know. um damn it they're, off, they're often an amazing las vegas comic con uh if i look back through my photos but they he does an amazing skeletor and she does a super sexy great evil lynn and he also does a great deadpool uh, no, Daredevil. I'm sorry, Daredevil. Um, but I get shy around them because when I was a kid, I one of my first experiences with like cosplayers was going to the mall to meet the He-Man Masters of the Universe characters dressed up. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. And it still like triggers something in my uh-huh. brain that uh, we interviewed him and they're mm-hmm. like, no, we want him like in the video. I'm like, I'm behind the camera. Like, no, we want you in the, in the camera. Uh, and uh, I just love He-Man, Skeletor, all that stuff. So I get really weird around. It happens. Like, yeah, it just I've, triggers something in my I've brain. Met, I've met Tay Diggs before. I've met Good Charlotte, the entire band. I've mm-hmm. met uh, Guy Fieri. And of all those times, I was still more nervous asking you to be on the podcast <laughs> than I was talking to like a fucking A-list celebrity who does cooking shows every single day and has 17 restaurants. Everybody knows him. I was like, hey, man, can I get an autograph? And he's like, yeah, cool. It's so. It's just weird. It's just how it works. He's a local. He uh, he went to he the same local. fraternity yeah. as my uh, uh, one of the other executives at work. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we have a couple things left. This is the fun part. Okay. Okay, so we have an entire favorites list because the fans need to know what your favorites. Rapid have. fire. Basically everything in the world. Is. Okay, I'm ready. So we're gonna Shoot. start. Favorite food. Favorite. Oh crap! <laughs> oh no, that's a hard question. I'm okay. ready. I wasn't ready. Food. Okay. Um. I really, really like Korean barbecue, and I really like I love no take that back. I do love Korean barbecue. It's not my favorite. If I like, let's say they're like, all right, Gabby, the world's gonna end desert tomorrow. Island. Desert island. So sorry. What can I bring on my deserted island? I am going to bring crab legs with butter. Okay, that is and seasoning. Legs. You gotta have that seasoning. More and yeah. Old bay. um, Old garlic bay. bread. <laughs> I love garlic bread. Well, those two things go together too. I so do. they do, and uh, soju. Or just like vodka and apple juice. Or so that's your, juice. that's you're on death row. That's your last meal: crab legs with butter, yes. soju. They're gonna be like, how many crab legs? You're like four hundred. Yes. yes, just a copious amount of alcohol. It's so like I love drinking soju while eating meat. That's like one of my favorite things to do. I know that's like weird, but you know how you're just like 
take but a that shot is Korean like, barbecue. Then. All right, yeah, so you take a bite. Oh, it's so good. So if we ever want Gabby to come over for a festivities, just tell her there's meat and alcohol here. There's always meat. And alcohol. There's that's always every Sunday. Meat. No, oh I mean God. every Sunday <laughs> it's meat and alcohol. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> I live here, and he's not joking. Like crab legs. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, we have so like that's tw- my favorite. Twelve food. or thirteen people, mostly half half of them are co- at least half of them are cosplayers. Yeah. 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 We Some just, of us are podcasters. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I'm so down. Some of us are just boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then significant others. Uh, favorite book? Favorite book. Um, I really love Memoirs of a Geisha. Ooh. I really love, obviously, everyone's answer is Harry Potter. Love Harry Potter. Um, oh, but if but I had to pick which wait, one of the Harry Which Potter? one? Goblet of Fire. That's and then old, was... if I had to pick one favorite book, that's lasted the longest. Like one of the earliest, like oldest books that's been consistently my favorite, Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. Oh, yeah. It is. I love really that good. book. Yeah. I read it almost every single year. Every time I read it, I feel like I get something new out of it. I love Ender's Game. I love Ender's Shadow. Fantastic books. Uh, favorite movie, and if it's not Scott Pilgrim versus the world, why is that not your answer? That's a fantastic <laughs> movie. Um, it's not my favorite, but it is a fantastic movie. My favorite movie, um, I really love, this is a strange answer <laughs> for some people. I love it, though. I love Peter Jackson's King Kong. I love that's that not movie. A, that's not a strange answer. I've actually heard that before. Oh, I love it, I, and I love Moulin Rouge. Oh, Moulin Rouge is great. great yeah. Moulin Rouge is good. That's fair. If you want to sing, that's what you, you just watch that one. Are you looking forward to the, to the, uh, the uh, Broadway? The, they're redoing it, right? No, they're doing, it's going, um, it actually just opened live on Broadway. I'm so excited for it. I hope that it goes over to the Smith Center. Um, The most times that I've ever watched Moulin Rouge once was eight times in a row. I was sick in bed, but I watched it that many times in a row. I have. (laughs) uh, Rich knows I have a serious problem rewatching stuff. Um, Scott Pilgrim is at the top of my list of many times rewatched. I think last I checked it was at 150. I've seen Scott Pilgrim 150 times. And then right beneath that, my second favorite movie, or I guess they're tied for first, was Django Unchained. Which I've seen probably about eighty times, and that's all. I've only seen that one less because Django Unchained is three hours and Scott Pilgrim is an hour. Hey. <laughs> so technically, I've seen it about some amount of times. Oh, I also love the Street Fighter movie because it is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's so funny. It's so that's funny. Like Mortal Kombat, the first Mortal Kombat. Oh, that yeah. one's really great yeah. too. See, I love I love really bad movies that are just so bad that they're good. So it's so good. It's funny she said that. We actually had a very very bad movie that's doing very good. It was actually a if you're a fan of bad movies, you need to see this one. We've talked about it on the show before. It's called Velocipaster. Oh my god, that sounds amazing already. Sign me up. It's about a pastor who's trying to fight ninjas and turns into a velociraptor. Well, so it's, they literally just stole the story of my life. Yeah. I'm offended. <laughs> Someone read my book. Huh? <laughs> favorite favorite song. Oh. Um, and on that same note, favorite type of music. Reptilia, The Strokes. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Um, I also really like... Um, um, the Strokes, yeah. Those are... Um a hard question yeah, I, know. I listen to so much music i listen to a lot of um video game scores and film scores so as do um, i i really really like the song of healing from majora's mask um there's a lot i just um I, i've had um p5 as my playstation theme for the longest time mm-hmm. p5 always plays the uh, persona 5 theme song i was your thing i was like yeah. <laughs> i was like i need Wake to change up, this <laughs> i need to change this because it's been my playstation theme for four months last now. surprise was my ringtone for over a year i only changed it a week ago 
and I changed it to I, Zelda's Lullaby. I was going to say, I just changed mine to a, another old favorite, which was I have the Cloud Midgar theme um, as my PlayStation theme, which comes with Aerith's theme as the song. You're good. So, yeah, um, I hear that all, all day now. Um, I feel like this is a dumb question, but favorite game? <laughs> She's like uh, Mega Man. <laughs> uh, you know, what, which Zelda is? It's it? gonna be the freaking Garfield racing game. <laughs> I mean, that's everybody's though. So yeah, everyone's favorite game has that. Or We're gonna make fun of this they game. They aren't a real gamer. <laughs> We're gonna make fun of this game for the next six months, and it's gonna be the top selling game of this year for some reason. Watch. It's yeah, we crazy. told you we got our seasons pass. <laughs> I have to contribute to that. I think anyone who knows me knows that I absolutely love Zelda with every fiber of my being. Um, so everyone already knows that. Ocarina of Time is my favorite because I'm biased. It's the first one I played. So how much better would Ocarina of Time be without the Water Temple? <laughs> I, it's my favorite video game of all time. Water, so temp- water Temple. It would still be my favorite game of all time without it. Uh, the Water Temple gets a lot of strife, but like, man, one of the best mini boss battles oh, ever. Yeah. Um if it, if I didn't, if like if the rule was for favorite games, if I could not say any Zelda game, which would be a cruel rule, yeah. but um, I really love Bioshock. Ooh. I love Tomb Raider 2013. Love that game. Um, love Persona 5. Love Final Fantasy 15. Love Banjo Kazooie. Oh Banjo-Kazooie yeah, Kazooie's fantastic. Love and Donkey Banjo- Kong 64. How hard did you die then for Smash's release of Banjo? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. That was literally. I cried that day. Because you got to think, they announced Banjo-Kazooie, and then minutes later, they announced Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. I was sobbing. It was a very dramatic day. She's like, I threw my TV out the window. No, I I hugged my TV and just cried. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited for Banjo, mainly because I'm excited to get an Amiibo, because Banjo-Kazooie does not have a lot of merchandise. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm very upset because they have a beautiful vinyl that I've been wanting to get. Microsoft for that one. Mm -hmm. I feel feel your pain, though. My favorite anime doesn't have a lot of merch. What's your favorite anime? Samurai Champloo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing soundtrack. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I really like those. I think my favorite game of this year... I really liked Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I haven't beat it because I got bored. <laughs> I really like I it, though. I don't think anybody's beat it uh, com- uh-huh. completely yet. Because it it's, never ends. It never ends. And I am a compl- I, I have to 100% games that I you, play. You know, it's funny. They actually, if you guys are fans of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, they just accidentally broke the game, I guess you could say. Um, there is level making things now you can do in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So people can make their own levels. Oh yeah, for the make your own story. They actually had to do in a new cap. Like they had to do an update that you can't just level up by doing nothing. (laughs) Because people were just saying you can turn in your quest to the same person who gave it to you and just stand there and get free. Stand there and you just upgrade it, you know, just go up, 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 up. I think they just announced a new mercenary and he just has like a giant hat. And if you defeat him, you get the hat. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta get, that. I gotta have Cassandra just wear the largest hat ever. She's beautiful. That's why I love it. <laughs> a little bit lesser known thing, but a favorite flower. Um, tulips. Okay. I really love tulips. It sucks though because they die so quickly when you. They do. Have yes. them in captivity. <laughs> um, and then other than a probably Zelda or and this is outside of cosplay. What's your favorite mm-hmm. thing to do outside of cosplay? Um, play games. <laughs> and I really am passionate about my pets. I love learning about reptiles. 
And that's why I was so excited when I got my ball python last year because I've been learning about them for so long and I was so scared that I wouldn't be a good mother. But I have been a good mother and she's growing up to be big and strong. So as somebody, as you say, you're, you're really in love with pets. What should somebody do before they go get a ball, a ball python? Do your research. Get a... Um, get a uh, I was going to say cage. Good Lord, not a cage. What's it called? Uh, enclosure. Enclosure, yes. Yes. Um, do a lot of research and do it from more than one source. Because one thing when it comes to like the pet community is that everyone knows everything and that their word is God. Yeah. So one person will tell you one thing and be like, oh my God, if your humidity isn't exactly at 75%, your animal's going to die immediately. You're screwed. No. You got to listen to a bunch of different sources so that you can decide whether or not you're ready and um, be ready to spend money. Yeah. I think a lot of people buy Paul Pythons because they think that they're easy. Same thing with um, corn snakes. And they buy them thinking that they can just have a tub and that's that. Um, you need to be prepared to be able to take it to the vet if you need to. Yeah. If you get a ball python because you're like, oh, it's cheap and oh, I can't afford to take them to the vet and you shouldn't have gotten one. That's if you can't take any of your pets to the vet, yeah, you, you shouldn't, shouldn't get You one. shouldn't buy one. You have to be able to, if you get your pet, you have to do it knowing what, um, knowing that you're going to have to take care of it and mm -hmm. that things can happen and it's a forever part of your life. Yeah. And also ball pythons live for 20 plus years. Just that's another a long thing. ass time. Yeah. Just to elaborate on that, guys. I mean, a, a pet is, is, is a life that depends on you. Yeah. Like just, just, just take that. It's that not notation. a toy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a life and that depends on you. Don't listen to any pet store. Do your research yeah. with actual veterinarians, with actual textbooks, online sources. Don't mm -hmm. go to the pet store because they're going to try selling to you. Yep. Like a, when you buy a hermit crab, they're just going to be like, yeah, you're going to buy in this stuff. Hermit crabs need ex very large enclosures. They need different types of water. <laughs> they need a heat mat. Like they're, they're intense animals. And most people don't even, know that. Even, I didn't know that. Even goldfish. Yep. Goldfish, uh, apparently goldfish bones continue growing. Uh, but they only get as big as the size of their tank. Yeah. So their bones will continue growing, but their other structure, I guess, won't grow. And so it's painful for them mm -hmm. to not the, be in the right size tank. There uh, was a goldfish recorded living for over 40 years. Damn, that's, They're supposed to live a long time. They're supposed yeah. to live usually about like 20 years. That they're was a rare case to be for that. Down the toilet. No. And they're not. Um, they need to have, um, most of the time, I actually watched a video on this the other day. Interesting that we brought it up. Um, goldfish mainly die because their water isn't clean enough. Mm -hmm. You need to have a filter and you need to have, um, you can buy it. There's like um, algae clusters that you get yeah, yeah. and it breaks up the bacteria. And you need to be able to do that because um, when they use the restroom, when you just, you know, clean up your water and clean up, it doesn't clean the bacteria. So a lot of times it sucks because their own um, waste completely erodes and decays their body. Yeah. Sorry to talk about such a negative thing <laughs> on the podcast, but it's educational. No, people yeah, need to this, know. This lets people know this is exactly <laughs> what needs to be taken care of if you want a goldfish, I yeah. guess, for that matter. Yeah. We want to take care of them. Same with betta fish. Betta fish, they do not belong in a glass. They need to be in a big, you know, full, fully stocked tank. Yeah. Um, I, I think we know the answer to this one, but cats or dogs, the world needs to know. Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair, both? because I like both as well. Yay. Um, I, I, Rich, I'm trying to think, should we, should we give her the option? We have either 
tell us something only Dorkside fans will get to know or play the game or or both. Well, I mean, the the question is, Gabby, have, have you uh, have you thought about something? I know that you guys are disappointed, but I don't have a lot of oh. dark secrets. It doesn't need to be dark. Oh, okay. I don't. I mean, um, we I just... can flare my nostrils and keep them flared open. Do you want to see? Uh, when when we the controversy when we resume the YouTube secret. channel, uh, yeah. we'll uh, we'll start streaming these. There's again. gonna be people pulling That's over, throwing their radio secret. out of the car, being like, "I couldn't see it." Um, I just revealed one of my biggest pet peeves the other day. So this one, you guys, people chew with their mouth open. Get them out of here. <laughs> um. Oh man, it is a huge pet peeve of mine. My father, he doesn't always do it, mm-hmm. but I specifically know it if it's quiet in the room. And if I hear him, I, I yell and I'm like, close your mouth. Because it, it annoys me to that end. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I like, yeah, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. It bothers me to no end. And I'm just like, that's, it, it's, I don't know. It irks me. With okay. that being said, I guess we're playing the game. Playing I guess I'm we are sorry. playing the game. I, I don't have a lot that's, of spices, secrets. Okay, so the game we're playing, we, we play a lot. Um, not all of our interviews have done it, but most of them have. Uh, this game is called Utter Nonsense. And what it is, is like it's almost like Cards Against Humanity, but mm-hmm. a little different. I'm going to give you two cards. Okay. One is an accent, and one is the line you have to say in said accent. Oh, boy. I am awful at accents. Be <laughs> ready for this. We that's, that's what be people ready. are hoping for. That is, yep. So we'll all do it with you, too. I'm so, so ready. This is going to be fun. I'll give you that one, and this is the line you have to say. <laughs> okay. Rich, you get that one. I will take this one. Frankie, you get that one. Oh, no. This one has like chicken tikka on it. So I think we did it. Can I get a different accent? Is yours? British. It's basic. It's what oh, that is basic. Does. Oh, you want one? Hold on. Hold on. We got one for you. Just get, some of them are like, you have to do it while dancing or something. Oh, so yeah. you just I took those out. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay, good. <laughs> do you want another one? <laughs> I don't think this one's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you said that because PG thirteen. It's fine. Rich had to do it last time, so <laughs> here I'll let you. I'll let you <laughs> I got orgasm. <laughs> I don't think that's an accent. <laughs> that's a weird accent. Some people right, just talk. Here we go. Did I give you the same one back? I got one that was just as I'm not giving birth here. <laughs> oh my god, that is an interesting draw. Okay, here we okay, go. That one works. I hope I, I. I took the bad ones out. I thought. Who are we starting with? Uh, do you want to go first, Gabby? Okay. <laughs> no one's going to be able to. I'm awful at accents. Let me clarify that. I am awful at accents. Do not point. judge me. Be kind, please. <laughs> that baby has got some tight ass booties. It's <laughs> all like forget the cat. Vampire? <laughs> Dracula? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It's funny because this this game particularly is you can hear it in your head, but your mouth can't make the sound yeah. you're trying to do in your. It's head. even harder when you're you know on the spot yeah. like this too. I bet you could do a little better at home. We, I think you did have right. orgasm once, right, Rich? I think had, so, yeah. yeah, I think he did have to do that one once. It was oh. pretty. It was I'm pretty sorry fun. that I disqualified myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so wait, we have to guess. Was that a vampire? No. Oh. What was it? <laughs> it I was trying to go for 
sounding like Mario. Italian. I'm Frankie, so sorry. Do some Italian for us, <laughs> Frankie. Hey, what are you doing? You gotta like, pull it together. And you... Oh, okay. <laughs> I always say that because Frankie's actually Italian, so. I failed. Rich? All right. Um... Oh my God, sometimes I think God created me to religiously watch reality TV. Is that crying? I don't know, it's scared. Oh. Uh-huh. That's close enough. I think I'd be pretty scared too if God created me uh, to watch nothing but religious TV. Can this be the test round? <laughs> we can go through one more if you'd like. Heck yeah, dude. I'm gonna. I had to change my sentence out because it doesn't fit with my accent. It's not. Okay. It wasn't funny. This one's a lot better. I'm gonna straight up murder that tuna casserole. Is that a Texas accent? <laughs> Close yeah. enough, yeah. right? Country. Hey. It was redneck. redneck. Hey. <laughs> I'm assuming I don't even know what kind of personality this is. I'm this. I'm going off of what I assume. Um, How racist, Frankie! This is supposed to be. He's <coughs> clearing the throat and everything. The best chi- uh, chicken tikka masala is the kind that tingles on the way out. Are you, are you a... Valley Girl? It sounded like Valley, Valley Girl. Girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to you, Gabby. Okay. I see, old boy, be a good lad and fetch me a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't... I, I, I don't think I have a guess for that one. <laughs> I just want to say... T- Tommy from Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try one more time? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying really hard. I say, oh boy. <laughs> Be a good lad. Fetch me a sticker. It's what? even worse. <laughs> it was it so high pitched. I'm trying easier. to be as high pitched as possible. Oh, God. That's you, your hit, did I you guess. See what it is. is it helium? Yes. Oh, oh, oh there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just try to get as high as possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, here, hold my dream coat while I use the loo. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> uh, excited? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Very good. Look at you. That was a, that was a good guess. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll go. Listening to Josh Groban makes me want to get filled by his voice. Oh. I don't, Why do you sound? Wait, 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 wait! You sound like someone. Wait, yeah. You sound I, like are you impersonating someone? Like yeah, a he's person. Yeah, yeah. We're are gonna build Donald the wall. Trump? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> President elect. <laughs> and finally, I, I feel like this is unfair for Frankie, but this is just how the cars landed. Just talk normally, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Start uh, cutting. This is a blood oath, uh, not a handshake deal. Are you a stoner? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> no, but what was your accent? 
<laughs> it's legal here, people. So he was like, <laughs> you can see his wheels. Wait, that was my. All right, I think we will leave that well, where it is. Everybody's happy and everybody's laughing. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in again. If you are listening, smashbomb.com to review us. We read, we read all the one review we have on there right now, <laughs> which I think was probably mine. So we've read all the reviews. <laughs> go on, go, go, review. go let us know. Dorksidenews.com is where you can wa- uh, read our show notes. All the links that we have for everything we've talked about are in there. And then, Gabby, what's your uh, what's your Facebook you'd like people to find you on? Well, as of right now, this very second, it's Gabrielle Cook Cosplay. But in like a week, it'll be just goob. Week-ish. Week-ish. Whenever I decide. <laughs> it's going to be just, and then goob is G-O-O-B. Is your Patreon going to be the same as that, too, when you, when yes. you get to it? Okay. All right. So you guys know where to find her, and you guys know where to find us. Uh, on that note, have a good day, guys. Bye. 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 Peace.